atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you what you talking about, Willis? We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. So say good night to the bad guy. You don't want to walk you. Here's the pitch. He swings as a long drive to race, and it is a home run for Gibson. A three-run home run. The Tigers win it, eight to four. I'm gonna make him an offer again. Freedom. You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family. Yeah, give me Hollyport, uh, 55377. Hello, it's Daddy. Hey, darling, put Mommy on the phone. Yeah, Barbara, it's Richie. Yeah, look it, I ain't never coming home no more. Take it easy. Working up the set position now. He goes to his set. Get away. Here it comes. He struck him out, and Morris has a no-hitter. Lance Parrish goes out and grabs him, and the Tigers get a no-hit performance for the first time since 1958 when Jim Bunning did it. Jack Morris, the no-hit hero. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. Okay. Say hello to my little friend. From the Outsider Studios, somewhere in the Big Mitten. It's the Co and Bro Opinion Show. Now here are your hosts, Corey Tiez and the Outsider, Scotty William. And hello everyone and welcome to a special rewind edition of the Co and Bro Opinion Show. We decided to go back into the archives and pick out our favorite moments from the show and bring them to you this week. So without further ado... Let's rewind it back. On the Cole and Bro Opinion Show. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. And welcome back to the Cole and Bro Opinion Show. I am your host. Alongside my other co-host... I am the bro in the cold, Scotty William, the outsider himself, Corey on the, right over here to my, my left, yeah, what's going on man, it's been a couple of weeks, there's a spot, yeah man, yeah, 
decided to go on vacation and uh, put on a best of show, <laughs> and they liked it. Yeah, yep. I think they like the, the the best of show. Yeah. Sometimes I think they like it better than the uh, the live show. Live, right? Yeah, you had a uh, birthday. Happy birthday again! Thank you, San Diego, right? San Diego, good time out there. Yeah. yeah, great. Everybody, everybody made it except Ark, right? Everybody made it this well, Ark and Bread. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I had half half the inner circle there. But it was great, man. I mean, I'd, I'd live there in a heartbeat. Why is that? Uh, so it's, not, it's, not, it's something about waking up to perfect weather. Every okay. Day. Yeah. yeah. And as I get older, right. As I, you know, I'm, I'm at the century, I'm half century <laughs> mark now. Join the club. I feel like a, I feel like a century. <laughs> shit. Uh, how, long, how long did you guys stay down there? Uh, we were there a week, man. Okay. A week. It was fun. You know, I don't know what it is as you get older. Everything revolves around food. Like every, yeah. every you wake up, uh, where are we going for breakfast? Yeah. Then you walk around for a little bit. What are we doing for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the food out there is great. Expensive. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I got some pretty good tales. Mm-hmm. So, girl I used to date. Girl, I just date in college. Said uh-huh. uh, she lives in Frisco. Mm. Says San Diego is beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's nice. Can't beat it, man. Yeah, can't beat it. Yeah. Welcome back, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, today, everybody, we have a special guest in studio. Special, yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've known this guy for quite a while, man. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I grew up with my daughter. Went to school. He probably went to school with my sons too. Okay. Yeah. At least Scotty, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, but. He is a, I would say, what, what do you say, uh, what would you call yourself, oh. uh, Mosquito? I, I, let, let's let's put it this way, you're a rapper, yeah, and then you also, uh, you do other stuff too, man. Yeah, man, I'm an entrepreneur, man. Entrepreneur. I'm producer, man, a writer. And you're, de- you're a Detroit boy. Poet. Yeah, for sure. Poet. Nothing for wrong sure. with that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Lyricist. I love it. Mm. And, and 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 you know what I I love the Detroit stories. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's cool, man. And I and I I actually love your your stuff. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cole's pretty much big up in the big rap game. Yeah, yeah. he always you know, been. He, he, he yeah. knows a little more than I do. Right. right. Uh, you know, with me being white, <laughs> I can tell you anything you want to know about country music. But uh, the I no, don't get me wrong. I I love I love rap music. I, yeah. I'm more of an '80s rap guy. Run DMC. Yep. Uh, I like Eminem. 80s, 90s. I'll tell you what. I is it wrong for me to say I like Iggy Azalea? Would you consider uh, her a rapper or no? I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't consider. I, I'm gonna put some I, respect I think on her one name. Song. It's me? a guilty pleasure. I like fancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know who I actually kind of like right now? Who's that? And maybe you guys have heard of her. She's brand new. Ice Spice. Oh. It, did you hear Munch? I never heard her. You never heard her? Yeah. Oh, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just that song. I, I, wow. I don't know. But let's, anyway, let's, right, let's Do you consider yourself you. a munch? Do you consider, consider yourself a munch? No, I don't even know what a munch is. What is a munch? You want to explain that? We're going to we go talk about that yeah, off here. You want to talk about that off here? Okay. I, I, I'm sure it has something to do with uh, eating at the Y, but yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, right? 
Well, this is your uh, newest song, right, Moch? Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. It's hard to call you Machino. Yeah. Mo, Machino. Machino. Jones. Yep. MJ. Yep. You, know, you know what? Q. Everybody just call me Jones. Jones? Jones? Yep. All right, we'll do it that way. Let's, that way it is, people don't sound like, what is he talking about? Yep. Who is Everybody it? call Bef- me Jones. Before we get into the music, yeah. tell us what's up, man. Tell us about yeah. yourself. Tell, tell us. So when did you fall in love with hip-hop? Tell, how did it all? Man, so, you know. <laughs> how did it all get started? I was raised around a lot of Motown artists um, because my uncle is Obi from the Four Tops. Really? Yeah, he's one of the original members. Wow. He's the bass singer. Okay, yeah. I I played played a gig with the the other one. Uh, It's in your uh, blood. It's in your blood. You ever heard of the... uh, They're they're the other... They're the daughters of... Not Duke. Not Obi. What's the other guy? Uh, 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 um, Levi, yeah, the Stub Sisters. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah I okay. played okay. a few gigs with them. They're okay. they're kind of like the second generation. Okay, Stub Sisters. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So yeah, I, so when I used to in middle school, uh, all my summers, like every summer, I'll just go on tour with them. Really? Okay. Yeah, like me and my cousins, we'll go on tour. Nice. We just go everywhere on the tour bus. We living with them on the tour bus. And that's amazing. That's when, sweet. When yeah. get late, they just fly us back home and. It was like we go back to school. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So you grew up in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, born and raised in Detroit, um, Seven Mile, the west side of Seven Mile. Okay. And also on the west side of Eight Mile. Okay. So when my parents split, it was kind of like I was Seven Mile and Eight, eight Mile. mile. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. 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 So when did you start? Like, when did you say I'm gonna take this stuff serious? When did you like hit the studio? When did you? Man, my first when, time hitting the studio was. When did you start taking it serious? Hmm. I say 16. 16? I say 16. Okay. That's when I was like, all right, like, this is what I really want to do. Like, okay. I'm, I don't want. I want to go to college, but it's like I don't care what I study at this point. I'm just gonna get my mom a, a bachelor's degree and right. I'm gonna do music. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it started super young because I was just like BSing and just like playing around freestyling sure. with friends sure. and family. Sure. And then I was like, all right, let's take this serious let's and actually it. hit the studio. Okay. 16. Yeah. Okay. okay. What did you leave, when did you release your first LP? Ah, my first one. Jeez, man, it's been so many. I'm gonna say, uh, what you think? It was like twenty. I'm say oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah, I'm gonna say my senior year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I released some of my senior year. My How many do you have one. out now, complete? <sighs> I want to say ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Full project. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a that's a yeah. pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. That's yeah. huge. So. You recently moved, right? Like, yeah. not, is it been recently? Well, you got married. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Married, that's, man, that, man, yeah, let's talk about that. married, you got to go where the wife goes. <laughs> that's a fact. You don't have was that, was that the cho- Was that the deal? Like, let's, the wife wanted to? Uh, or you no, just, it was actually all about me. Okay. Um, okay. She, she knew, like, music was there, and, and uh, you know, I'd be better off going there and standing out a little better there. Okay. And then eventually... Home will love me and be like, oh, come in and do come some in, interviews. Do some, okay, okay. <laughs> so right. this is where we're going now. So okay. we actually like speak to artists until fruition. You know, okay. So. How long have you guys been out there? Uh, Two years now. Two years. Okay, so yeah. kind of relatively new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So is it easier, so like to get your projects and stuff there, like is it easier? Who did you work with like in the city? Like was it, is it more, you know, the, the avenue in Atlanta, is it a little easier to... Get your stuff going and get out, get studio time. Or yeah, because it's not too clicky. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. here, it's about a lot of clicks. You got to know who's who is who, and okay. know somebody or actually dealt doing something with somebody and know somebody. Like, but down there, it's just like that real 
southern hospitality mm-hmm. type feel. Like everybody is like open to speak to you, open to, you know, yeah. open the door so you can just come in and yeah. test it out first. And if they rock with you, y'all rocking a long time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's, that's all I would say. So like the shows and the open mics and everything, yeah. like you just go. You know what I'm saying? And you're free spirit. Just okay. You fun. find yourself playing a lot down there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of. Life was hitting me a little bit, so yeah. it's like I couldn't get out there and perform like I wanted to. Right. But now that everything is back in order and back to rolling, back like, yeah, I'm back. As soon as I get home, I'm, I'm running straight to the, the Apaches and everything. That's what they call it, Apache. It's like where they do all the open mics. And so yeah, I was gonna say like like Edgewood. back in the day, New York had the tunnel, like uh, stuff out there like that. Yeah, you got Edgewood. Um, okay. It's like uh, if you can imagine. Royal Oak, yeah. like, uh, what's that, Main Street? Yep. Okay. But it's, like, super just, like, music. And, okay. like, every bar is, like, a, a situation. So you might have a rock and roll bar where they do an open mic there. You yeah. might have a hip-hop bar where they're doing hip-hop, you know, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you just walk the strip and pick and choose what you want to do, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so, so who are you working with, like, producer-wise? Like, what do you got? Well, you producer, got, you got, got a producer yeah. right here. Yeah, you know, yeah that's, I got, that's got my whole team. <laughs> my baby Miles right here. That's my brother, man. Okay. Um, we've been tapped in for about seven, eight years now. Something crazy. Um, and he's from Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I got Cash Made It. He's back in Georgia right now, too. Okay. But he's from Detroit, too. Okay. Yeah, so... Just you know, making our little team. There's a lot of people, a lot of uh, Detroiters headed that that have made it down there to Atlanta, right? For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. Still growing. Yeah. And he's right about that Southern hospitality. Like, oh yeah, it's so much different than up north. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's crazy different. Like, yeah. like people open, they speak to you. Right. Like, just nice, open. Like you said, opening doors for you. Yeah. Like literally, you know, just very, very right. nice, very open. Sure. It's not like that up north. Nah, no. You know, it's I not. Feel like it's the only place I, that only, southern hospitality that really that really is what it is. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it is kind of crazy considering, like, when you think about it, most of the people, how many people, you know, came from the south up here, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Right. You know, migrated 50s, up here. Yeah, migrated. Well, up the here. jobs were here. Yeah. And but then, you, do you think that they had brought that hospitality with them? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the right. time. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, back then it was South was it was slaved up, right? Yeah. So you know, it took a minute. To Man, it's super crazy because down there you still can see some of like the plantations Absolutely. and the houses, and it's like, yeah, dog, like, yeah. damn, like yeah. this is right here. Yeah, like you could take you could hit the like the freeway and come up on the exit, yep. you right there where the plantation right. is, That's and it's crazy. like, nuts. Jesus, nuts, nuts, nuts. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's been a lot of like stars. Big stars in Atlanta, music, hip hop wise. Like, like, who do you like out there? Like, who do you like listen to? Like, who do you like? I can rock with him. He's dope. They're dope. Whatever. Who do you? Who do you like? Out there? I don't know. Like, who are the young kids out there now? But yeah. I know like three thousand of those guys. So who do you kind of? Look I up. mean, I'm gonna be honest. I'm an old soul, so I'm still in the three thousands. You know, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Cast okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so you're not hanging really... out with any Atlanta hip hop. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not. So you're okay. staying away I'm from not. that show. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind tapping into the world. Up yeah, there, but it's like uh, I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. it's working for me. I listen to my old stuff. 
you know what I'm saying? The young crowd still adapt to it, so it's like, why would I switch it up? Why you switch it up? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's an art form, man. I mean, yeah. it, like, uh, like what I like about Jones's stuff is it, it just, it just, it, it speaks to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It flows. Yeah, it's it dope. flows, yeah. and it's not just on a loop like mm-hmm. some of these other ones are. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, yeah. His style, uh, your style, it kind of puts me into a. It's like a, I would say like a Q-tip, mm. Kanye. Mm. Type deal, okay. and they're like some of my they're the dopest, like to me, some of my favorites, you know. Um, but you're 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 saying something, yeah, right? yeah. You know, a lot of cats put out records, they don't they don't say anything, they're saying the same stuff. That's a fact. You know, over and over the same champagne, liquor, yeah. right? We, you know, yeah. Say something else, right? Talk about something else, like for real. You got the platform, yeah, smarten man. it up a little bit. You right. know what I mean? That's why. That's why you know Jay and Nas are so successful uh-huh. because they they know so how trendy. to they have maneuver. Yeah, yeah. they maneuver. Yeah. You know the words. The they make you think. Yeah. You know. Well, that's why I think I like. That's why I think I'm more apt to go back to the old school uh, rap because you could tell a different. You could tell the difference between different artists. Yeah. Sure. Now the, the the ones that are out now, it's like I mean oh maybe God. that's me being out of the loop a little bit. Yeah. But, like, but that's a lot in every music right now. Yeah. Like country music, even you know rock and you know if you even want to call it rock and roll now. Right. I mean, everything sounds the same. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have a voice out yeah. there that sounds different. Right. You know, and I think that's what I think, I definitely think that's what you're accomplishing. Man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. That. It's, it's a lot of good work you got going. Mm-hmm. Well, you, good projects. You got another. You, your first. Uh, we were just playing earlier. Is meet me on Woodward. Give us a yeah. little bit of uh, give us a little bit of rundown on on how that came about. I want to play that one, man. So um, meet me on Woodward just came from being home, missing home, should I say? Okay, yeah. being away from home um, for that two year period. Yeah, and like just missing Woodward, mm-hmm. missing my old school car. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like missing the culture, right. like missing right. friends and family. Right. You know, and Miles, Miles still down uh, down here in Detroit. So it's okay. like I was missing him too. Yeah, like right. we, we working on Zoom calls and from the studios and everything. Okay. So I'm like, man, let's make a record that just feel like home. Like I'm coming home. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's what it was all about. That's me coming home. Like the kid, the Detroit kids coming home again. Yeah, yeah. coming home again. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I like about some of your the, some of the songs, and I can't remember right up. So forgive me. I, you, you like to sample little old school stuff. Love it. I, and I think that's sweet. Yeah, it's dope. And I was gonna ask, like, so when you get in the studio, like, I've always been fascinated about how a record is made. So mm-hmm. how do you produce the track? Like, people have to produce the track, Miles. How do you do that? How do yeah, you make the it, track? Let me turn you up there, man. I apologize for not having a, a Another, fourth mic in here. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, it's no problem. Um, well, I think for me, I like I like sampling a lot. We've made a lot of records without samples or any type of <clears throat> um, yeah sampling. A lot of original records. That's what they would original versus sampling. Um, I just like to be able to take maybe certain things that the sample is saying or a certain um, uh, you know some of the original lyrics and yeah. then re- how do we refit that maybe for even a completely different purpose. So there's also I think it adds layers. You okay, know? you get the original vibe of that time and then you also get so that I, on this meet me on Woodward I think we got um, to put pack in a lot of nostalgia okay it says like visiting home yeah um, I think we can the only way we can make it kind of like a love letter to the city okay and, and the things that people uh, like about the culture of the city is kind of the samples help that you know gotcha gotcha so it helps build a lot of themes okay so when you sent is it is it hard to sample like as far as like do you have to reach out to other folks and 
get that cleared or did you? <laughs> You can. You can. Yeah, how you how you how you go can, about it? Right? You could play gingerbread man and you know. Yeah. Uh, try to get them to, um, you know. I, I mean, no, it's some people find it hard to sample, and then others like it comes natural too. Okay. And then um, you know, it's the same thing with the original beats. So it, uh, when it comes to melodies and chords and and playing that, I think it's just what you have like an ear for. Okay. Um, for me, uh, sampling came easy because uh when you talk about like old production and mm -hmm. older rap um i think that's what spoke to me okay like and so i had listened to old music when i whenever i would visit my uh grandparents house mm -hmm. um i would just put in random cassettes that they had and listen to all of it yeah and then when i first started hearing a lot of old school production like rizza or yeah things like that and yeah. i could hear them kind of create a uh, rhythm but then also have these moments where like the lyrics come in you gotcha know? gotcha yeah, i just always thought it was cool so i think that i think i was developing my ear for that okay more than the chords early okay nice yeah that's sweet man that's fascinating i um i heard a story about tupac um you know you know that's my dog so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <story>. <laughs> i heard a story about Pac. like is it true like he would go in the studio and he would lay the track, but he would double up on it. I guess that's what they call it. like he would yeah. he would play the record again and then sing it with the record to make his voice bigger. Is I don't know what they what do they do. It's, it's he, called he, dubbing. Du okay, yeah, okay. So he dub his vocals. Okay. So might, he might not like rap it the same exact way because it's impossible to rap it the exact same way. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But that's why he like. And then um, the engineer would like. Lower down just a tad bit, so you can still hear the like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 no, yeah, and you can still hear like some of his flaws and his like, okay, lyrics, yeah, because like, um, I was listening to uh, All Eyes on Me, that's crazy, you brought that up, yeah, I was listening to All Eyes on Me a few weeks ago, and I was just listening close, like, just to yeah. pick yeah. up on something, yeah, and just like, uh, yeah. Uh, his recording processing, mm -hmm. and you can hear like some like the spit coming out. Yeah. You can hear like yeah. you know yeah. some mumbles <laughs> in the background yeah. and everything. It's like damn, like dude was really just like locked in. He yeah. didn't care like yeah. whether he messed up or whatever. He's like, oh, he's right, done. Let's go to the next, next one. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I try to have that same mentality to be honest with you. Like, okay. Like you not promise tomorrow type of deal. I mean, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here a long ass time. Right. I'm gonna put that in the air. Right. But. It's like, damn, man, I just want to work as much as I can and put as much work as I can. Probably. Got you. Got you. So you guys were in the studio locked in last night, right? Yeah, we talked man. off the air. You said you were you were in there all night yeah. laying some new stuff down? Yeah, that's all we do. Okay. So we're, we do. What's, uh, you, is your studio in Detroit itself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Southfield. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I know when you guys collab together, uh, especially with, with him being in, uh, in, in the Detroit area, you, do you do a lot of... Hey, I'm gonna put some stuff down and then I'm gonna send it up to my guy and, and see what he works with. Or how do you how do you do you, you always have to get together with each other yeah. pretty much live? Does that work better? As, as far as like working with Miles yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we work like <laughs> we do everything we can like on Zoom, okay. yeah. Facetime. Okay. Uh, we might go recording on live and just. He'll whip up a beat there. He'll email it right to me yeah. on, on camera. And yeah. We'll show the, the whole process of the to the people or whatever. Okay. So it's, it's different, man. Like, I don't like to... Uh, one thing I don't like is I don't like beats just sitting in my email. So I don't open beats. 
okay. until I'm actually about to record it. Okay. okay. So he, like, we kind of got, like, this whole machine going right now where, like, if I say, like, all right, I'm going to hit the studio tonight, bro. Yeah. He'll be like, all right, cool. So he already got a whole pack for me ready. Okay. So when I get in there, he just send me one at a time. I pull it up, I like it, I, I do it right then on the spot. Okay. If I don't, okay. I tell them to send me another one, which is rare, because I really, rarely don't like production from any of my okay. people. So so I just load it all up and do it, man. Right so do, then you, there. do you do you do you go freestyle more on these beats or do you have yeah. stuff in, in the in your like you've written down and then do you do you do you collab with him where it comes with the that might sound good with this beat? Like you, yeah. yeah. Like you like you know the story about Jay, he doesn't write yeah. He takes a beat and he just goes with it. Yeah. See, I'm not on that type of like brainwave yeah. that Jay's on. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Him and Big. To, like, I think him and Big did, you know. talk some crazy stuff about your life and your yeah. past and like memories or whatever. Yeah. So I, I have to write those. You write down. that down. But okay. when it comes to like party records or I'm just speaking about, I don't know, something I just purchased today, like I can freestyle those. Okay. Those okay. Are okay. But if I want to get deep and talk about like, you know, my pops or my moms yeah. or. Going to Berkeley or whatever the case may yeah. be, I have to write those. Now. Okay. You know okay. Sometimes I punch it in. I don't know, man. It's it's all about the vibe. All about the like, vibe, yeah, right? It's yeah. All about the vibe, because yeah. like right now, I feel like I can punch in a whole record right now and freestyle it. But it's like some days I'm like, man, I just want to write. Okay. So I just put on my phone and write. That's what's up. Yeah. So who? So is your guy over here? Does he? He? Uh, is he come up with all the um, uh, samples, so to speak? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all he so do. he kind of he just kind of fits in. He he takes that and puts it into your music. Yes, man. He oh, is cool. the the guru. Brains, the heart of the operation. <laughs> okay. I'm just that's the voice in the vessel. You know what okay. I'm saying? So right. Without him, I ain't. Now give us a little bit of rundown about your 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 guy down in uh, Atlanta. Uh -huh. is, is he the beat maker, so to speak? Cash. Yeah. yeah. Both of them are the beat makers. Okay. You know okay. What I'm saying? But okay. Cash is more like, man. Cash is. How would we say Cash, man? How would, how would we def defer, like, <laughs> you and Cash? Like, I know Miles is more soulful as far as, like, using more samples. Okay. Cash, like, to uh, incorporate original okay. uh, music. Okay. So he will play keys. He will play uh, more bass lines. Miles does well, too. But his strong, Miles' strong suit is sampling, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, Cash brings the energy. Also, yeah. in the music and in person, I think like he's a good um, motivator and things like that. Sometimes, like I, I think, uh, as two producers and then him in the center of that, okay. we kind of um, we kind of like give balance. Right? Okay. We're okay. like two opposite ends of the scale. Gotcha. Um, in that sense, like Cash, uh, I think can motivate him with a lot of energy mm. and then I can maybe motivate on like a story side of okay. like you know I think we should maybe talk about this or you know okay that's what's up yeah so another thing Q like rap hip hop is 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 an aggressive sport mm -hmm. we know that it, it's a you come up battling right are there are you is there battle rap out in Atlanta like I know it's heavy here like used to be in New York, like now it's just all turned into beef. But <laughs> yeah, I don't really hear too much about it. Yeah, okay. Like like you just said, it's, I hear a lot more about beef. Yeah, than I do <laughs> right. Battle rap. I feel yeah. like they, they really take it. They take it there. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a sad part for me yeah. in, in the because you you lose a lot of guys that have because of you know yeah. beefs. Yeah. You you lose a lot of talent. Yeah, and people die and they yeah. they're, they're, 
they're dying young. Yeah. Yep. And that, that, that just stinks yeah. for me. Yeah. It, it's getting way out of hand, but. But you're you putting know. it in your lyrics, yeah. man. Right. You put it in the, your, the power yeah. of your tongue is yeah. powerful, man. Right, right, right. Speak some positivity, bro. Talk right. about moving your moms out the hood or right. something. Talk right. about uh, surviving right. life until you're 70 years old, 80 years old. Right. Why like, do you think? Why do you think uh, rap right now has such a negative uh, <sighs> lyric? That's it. a good question. Like everybody's everybody's trying to outdo yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Like you just spoke on the the positive stuff, like. As big as Death Row was, the label was called Death Row. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. look at Death Row. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it was it, it was built on negative. Mm-hmm. You bad know, boy. it was in the bad boy. Bad right? boy. You know what I mean? Like take that, take that. Yeah, it's right, still yeah. Going. You know, so Murder Inc. Yeah, yeah. But you 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 know you kind of put yeah. that, and that's what oh they Murder Inc. Okay, so you know that's that's how it all you know. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, do you like? What do you feel about like people say if you don't write your own stuff, you're not a real MC? What do you feel about that? I know you do your own stuff. Yeah, I know, I know sure, that for sure. sure. Um, but if I was to get into, say for instance, uh, an industry like Drake gets recording that, right. studio or whatever, and you know, yeah. what I'm saying Drake is in there, yeah. and I wrote, wrote, uh, I write for him, okay, or vice versa, he write for me. Sure, yeah. I'm not about to turn down no, no record from Drake. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? I'm right. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But right. you can say what you want to say about it. It is what it is. But it's like, no, don't 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 take away from what I did prior to that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. those all these songs are me. Right. That's just this one right. record, two, three records. Like, right. oh, don't get it twisted. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry somebody had to step in and maybe help me to get that pop record. Yeah. But it's like you know where these bars is going. Right. You, know? you can right. try to test me and I'm a right. I'm gonna kill you on right. the songs. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. if you want to go there. Right. But, yeah. But I, I, I don't have nothing wrong with that. Now, are you guys working with any other artists in Detroit? Um, or is, are you are you exclusively with Jones? No, as a producer, no. We started working as a team. Bob, previous to that, I mean, I was I would send uh, tracks to you know everyone that I knew, and then okay, um, we met up one day, and then he just you know said like um, for himself, like mm. he wanted to kind of. Not take it more seriously because it's like he was taking it seriously, but he just wanted to kind of put together a team. Okay. You know, where you can, you know, communicate ideas and really, like, bring it more in-house and and Mm -hmm. add more, um, I don't know what to call it, not function, but just, you know, just more intentional about everything Mm -hmm. and uh, have other people involved. And I liked the idea. I mean, I wanted to kind of do the same thing. So then after that, um, it just became kind of like more strictly a team thing so i don't really work with other people now okay um, and then you know it allows us to just handle everything not just the production and the recording but you know there's artwork promotion yeah there's like, yeah there's just so many different facets to it and if you don't have a team to help you do that um it gets really difficult sure and, and you know so we can bounce ideas off of each other and we can just create timelines and mm-hmm. Divide responsibilities, delegate. Okay, I think that I think that's kind of like I mean, not to say with Diddy, uh, you know, I mean, I think he had a lot of artists that just did you, you see you, you liked and you're like they just didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. and I, it could be that just probably just had too many artists, and too, it, it would have just took him in too many different places. Yeah. It's kind of it's not a bad thing to be to stay, you know, with just a couple. 
That way you know that you're, you're, oh, you're saying getting two, the okay. full attention. Full attention, yeah. full marketing, yeah. I mean, you it's know what I'm saying? Team. It's all about your team. Yeah, right. it's about your team. Even yeah. if you sign an individual artist, I feel like every individual artist should have their own individual team. Team, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, right. it's not up to the label to really push you. Your team is pushing you as well. Right. So you can't fall off if right. you got two teams pushing you. You know what I'm right. saying? You got your label team and you got your actual team. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I was to do a major deal right now with... Diddy or whatever the yeah. case may be, you got to take Hustle Hound. You know what okay, I'm saying? Yeah. The Hustle Hound records. Like yeah. you got to take this all because this is my team. This is my machine. When I'm yeah. my machine, I can I can slow down. I yeah. can stop. You know what I'm saying? I can run out of right. gas. Yeah. So it's like you had a team behind you, and you can do what you do. You can move different. You can do whatever you want to do. That's the kind of team. Yeah. Who came up with Hustle Hound? That's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Appreciate it. I like that. I gotta get a hustle hound. Hustle hound. Sure. Yeah, we gotta oh, get yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I definitely wear that. And, and just to go back to the writing thing, um, it's it's interesting how you put it. Like you would take it, obviously take the regular Drake, mm-hmm. but we forget like people wrote for Michael. You know what I mean? Yeah. R. Kelly wrote for everybody all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really take it. At, I mean, I always like. MCs like real MCs in hip hop, they always say, "Well, you know, if you don't write your own stuff, you can't. You can't you're not really an MC." I mean, and that MC game is very limited. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of artists and rappers don't consider themselves an MC. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some people just consider themselves a lifestyle rapper. I consider myself a lifestyle rapper. Right. I talk about my lifestyle. Right. I don't talk about. Uh, Man, I might pull up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I really don't know how to like really kick freestyles like that against a battle rapper or whatever the case may be. So yeah. that whole MC thing is, I don't know, it's a, it's a whole I feel you. monster in itself. Yeah. What, what, let me ask you this real quick. What, what do you think about, like, why do you think the rap genre, or like, we don't, we give up when you get 35, 40, Oh, they're old. They're washed. You know, they can't. You know, I was listening to e- e- EPMD, uh, and they they, they tour. Mm-hmm. So make a lot of money touring. Mm-hmm. But it's like the hip hop industry is the only industry to be like they give up on the artists. Like look at yeah. Mick Jagger. Yeah. You know. So what? Why do you think that is? Like I don't know, and I think that's a. a, a, a it's, it's very stupid to be honest with you yeah. because like the older guys are more. You everybody need a mentor. Right, you know right. What I'm saying? And everybody right. need game from the OGs. You right. Know what I'm so I, I love having con- conversations with you guys. Like yeah. Anytime I come home, yeah. you guys we say always, something like yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't even know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I can get on the record. Right, 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 right. And I just learn from y'all. Yeah. So if I cut you guys out, now I'm, I come over here and I'm a, like a dickhead and I'm like, bro, I'm not going to yeah. talk to y'all. Like, yeah. Keep your stories to yourself. I ain't trying to hear it. Right. I ain't got nothing to talk about. The youth don't, they can't learn nothing right. from me. Right. So it's like, I, I, I hate that they try to like, Knock down the LL Cool J's. And right. Well, like yeah, that. and that's like, the same thing. That's not just in rap. That's in other music. Is it? Yeah. 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 You can see that in country music. You can see that in rock. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, and now it's funny. It's it's almost kind of like, though, you're even kind of seeing it, it kind of reverse a little bit. Because right. you're seeing, like, Elton John. Now he's starting to work with, like, a lot of these younger yeah. artists yeah. and putting these collabs together, which yeah. kind of reminds me a lot of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, in kind of making the older music mm-hmm. new again. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's collaborations are, like, good for the game like that, you know, like the R&B and then the... Right. 
like like Michael did it with Heavy D and he did it with Biggie and right. I guess you got to see where the music is going. You know, right. Janet did it with Busta Rhymes, but that's yeah. But it just seems like 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 the the uh, uh, what's the DJ the kid Academics yeah. was just saying you know and you know everybody just starting he said the the older rappers or I can't remember or Dusty or mm. they, they they for them to start the game they don't have anything or right, nah, they don't have any nah. money or something like that so nah. I was like whoa you gotta respect the OGs yeah, yeah. I don't care what you what you doing like. That's street code, but a lot of these young guys don't have street code. They don't mm-hmm. have street knowledge, so it's like they don't respect the OGs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like where I'm from, you gotta respect the OGs. Like, yeah, you never know that OG can put you in the game right. or take you out to game. And, and take, right, and just like the other day, I like, I didn't know the kid that got killed, the mm-hmm. PNB the PNB Rock, is it? Yeah, I didn't know he was. I didn't know that was him. Like you t- oh, told me that. I didn't yeah, know that was yeah. him on Dangerous with me. Yep. I didn't know that at all. Yep. Wow. Yep. So yeah, you just learn all the time, like. You listen to stuff. You, it's always good to learn. Yeah, you know. Well, I, th- I think, just like he was saying earlier. I mean, he, he likes to talk to the old gats, right? Mm. But I think that's 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 where the big divide is in this country in a lot of ways because the old people think they got they get they had that what they doing was right. I yeah. mean, you even see it with yeah. our parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. the big generation, yeah. that generation yeah. gap. We're wrong, and they're the, right. Yeah, they're wrong, they're right. And then we could say our kids are wrong the way they do things. No but, dialogue. But, that, yeah. but times change. Yeah. You have to you have to really have that dialogue yeah. in order for to make that yeah. peace, Absolutely. so to speak. Yeah. And that's the same thing with music, I yeah. think. Yeah. I, I, You know, even with me, with music, I, I, I love a lot of the older music. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like, for me, music, mm-hmm. it's a create. obviously it's a creative art form, sure. artistic. Yeah. But... I think you you don't have I don't think music right now in any form and genre has any competition with itself. I mean, you look back to the to the 60s and I know it's a different genre, mm-hmm. but the Beatles made a record. Mm-hmm. Well, that record they they came out with Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. Well, Beach Boys came out with Pet Sounds. Mm-hmm. But that was he 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 got all it, the two different types of music. Mm-hmm. Same, you know, in the same genre, mm-hmm. but he took what from Rubber Soul, he took and made Brian Wilson made Pet Sounds, mm-hmm. and then from Pet Sounds, he went and they made uh, a Sergeant Pepper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it totally something yeah. different, but it was a competition. Right. We we're trying to make, and I think that's kind of reason why I think music isn't as good, great today, or okay. as creative today. Yeah. It's because there's not that competition. It's like I want to make a better. You know, you don't see people mm-hmm. saying I'm going to make a record better than Taylor Swift or mm-hmm. you know, or Ed Sheeran or something. You don't have that competition. So you think it's just about getting money, like just absolutely stream it, boom it. You know, yeah. I mean, and of course, whatever. Of course, the the games change when it comes to you know selling records and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, you don't how many how many full albums yeah. do you have anymore? Yeah, back in the day they used to sell yeah. like hip hop. Back in the day they they had to sell albums. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why that's, that's why I like Jones's stuff yeah, because he's it's got an album. a full album. It's an album, and, and it has the same yeah. spirit to yep. it. You yep. know what I'm saying? A yep. lot of those albums, you know, the and the, you know what's so funny with a lot of the older albums too is you, you get an album, but you listen to it and you're like, the next album he comes out with, you could see what he was trying to create a little bit mm-hmm. from the previous album, and the next album is like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can see the creative process. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. No. You really, I don't feel like you yeah. get that anymore. What do you think? I think I think it's starting to change a little bit. Okay. As far as like um, older people being appreciated, I mean, we're seeing now we're at the point where there's 50 year old rappers that people are still saying uh-huh. are um, rapping at peak form. Yeah. Okay. What happened with the 80s rappers? 
is like when they were starting to turn 40 and 50, they were still rapping like the 80s. Yeah. But now we have... A little bit of um, change, yeah. Now we have rappers who are getting into their late 40s or early 50s. Yeah. And they're continuing to uh, stay in tune with the way mm-hmm. the, the actual rhythms, the, the mm-hmm. tracks are changing. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping up with it. And then we have like the Kanye's and the, kind of the generation under, uh, like a Jay-Z and a Nas. Yeah. And a Tupac even. You have that generation, Lil Wayne... Mm-hmm. Um, people who started when they were 19 right. now they're in their 40s th- mid 30s 40. late 30s early 40s right and they're like um you know i think it changed when jay-z made the song uh where he said uh 30s the new 20 yeah it took a couple mm-hmm. years for that to come in but we're seeing it now with you got gotcha. drake a uh, drake is yeah. you know yeah drake and um all these people they're mid 30s late 30s and yeah um these are some of the most celebrated people. Man. Yeah, I, I was just watching Nas and Dave East together. So yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. I agree with you. And I think it'll just continue to change like that. And then I think you'll just have different bubbles. Well, mm-hmm. you'll you'll have the people who, if you just want to hear a song about like um, drinking too much and mm-hmm. having a party and stuff, yeah. you're gonna get that from your, or or even like you know some kind of like ignorant violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get that from people who are 17 right all the way up to like 20 something right and then you're going to get your mature stuff yeah so it'll just be like what lane do you want what lane what do you age want group do you get it from gotcha you know? gotcha very well said jones what was your what's your favorite project um my favorite project done? yeah i think it's this one right here this okay. one i'm gonna be honest uh mimi on woodward i think this is my favorite project because i was able to just tap into like man a a, a different me Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I told yeah. a lot of stories about my life in the past on records, but I never like went into depth and gave more detailed. I think this is know. a more mature album, I, and I don't mean that in a negative context. Right, right. It just sounds more mature, yeah. and I, maybe because you know with the with the samplings of yeah. the older music, yeah. and mm-hmm. but it just it has a great vibe. To I gotta it. listen great to it. Feeling. I gotta yeah. listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. good. It's, it's, it's really one of those. It's one of the ones. Really. Okay. It's classic. So give us a little bit. You gave us a meet me on Woodward. It, you, you told us that it was basically you know you being homesick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said clickbait, which is this one right here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your what is your inspiration on clickbait? Clickbait, man. That's about my childhood, really, and about like all the things that I was into, and um, the internet, basically, like clickbait, like okay. you know what I'm saying, like about the hype beast culture as far as fashion, and um, you know. East Bay when uh, we used to get the East Bay magazine yeah you had to buy Jordans out of that yeah you couldn't go to the store and right. get clothes like that you know and actually standing in line for Foot Lockers for right. two days right. three days to right. get the newest Jordan because <laughs> right. it was a long line to get right. right right like I, I missed those days yeah. so it's like I wanted to tap into that whole culture again and give cool. people something to think about from back then that's dope man I gotta listen I can't wait to I can't wait to hear it I, I know you're a dope artist I can't wait to hear it um what what's your golden era? What was the golden era for you for hip hop? Like nineties, nineties, sure. yeah. okay. easy, yeah. So yeah. we we, Not like, even close. we like to do a top five. That's kind of our shtick. What would be your uh, top five rappers of all time, Man. in your own opinion? Uh, you too, Miles. Who you got over there? I'm gonna go with Be Legit. Okay. I'm gonna go with E40. I'm gonna go with Currency. I'm gonna go with Pac. And I'm gonna go with. It's crazy too, because I always switch my fifth up. But I'm gonna put where I came up there. Yeah. That's that's a that, that's a good five. Mm. That's a good five. Tracy Morgan in that movie said that was one of his, in his top five. Rock Camp. <laughs> rock Camp. <laughs> I like Rock Camp. 
Yeah, Ra. Ra was dope. Yeah. So, so what about you, Mike? Are you a big rap guy? What are uh, what are your other influences? I mean, would you would you go top five producer wise, or would you say rap? Top five rap. What producer. would you say? Um. Well, if I did top five producer wise, it would be probably rap producer. Okay. okay. But, um. And yeah, I would I would do that. I mean, I would say in not in order. I mean, I would put, and this is partially just off of like what I get inspiration sure. from. Um. But I would put a. Uh, Kanye in there. I would put RZA in there. I would put Dr. Dre in there. Um, and then the other two. Sometimes it gets tough. The other two, I feel like those get interchangeable. Whether you're talking about your top five rappers or mm. producers. But, okay. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd have to think more about it because I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to give the wrong answer. But, but as far as inspiration, though, uh, like a Kanye, RZA, and a Dr. Dre, those okay. three. They, they're, they're the so, so growing up was 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 rap your big deal? Three growing up. I mean, w- w- did you have other uh, genres of music that you liked? He was obsessed with James Blunt. James Brown. James Blunt. James. James. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know who James Blunt. Goodbye, my lover. <laughs> 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 I was like, you know more about James. Yeah, that's my favorite. He's my top five. Actually, okay. top five. He's not a rapper, but so so. What other what other? Uh, I mean, I know you said uh, Motown era. What other what other? Artists, would you say that you like listening to that your guilty pleasures, so to speak? That would be like, hey, uh, J- I didn't know Jones liked them. James Blunt. Okay. James Blunt. Okay. God, I'm a huge okay. fan of James Blunt. Okay. I want to do the whole album with James Blunt. Okay. <laughs> that was my dude back in high school and in my Berkeley days. Uh, I was dating someone and um, she put me on James Blunt. Okay. okay. And I was just like, oh, this dude that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I end up doing little music videos for uh, our um, <laughs> that's crazy. Stuff. Our TV production classes. Yeah. We had to do like a music video. Yeah. And I did one of one of James Blunt songs. Okay. Like that. <laughs> it was funny as hell. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. James Blunt. Okay. And, and Kid Cudi. Kid, Kid Cudi. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Okay. Yeah. Kid Cudi's nice. Yeah. yeah. You 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 got a chance to see Dupree yet? You walking around Atlanta? No. No Dupree. No. Actually, no, I did see him in the club one time. Yeah, I seen him in the club okay. one time. Actually, I did. Dallas, yeah, is Dallas club. Austin in the still? He's still around? He's still making records? I think so. Okay. I don't see him too much, though. Okay. Um, Stevie J? Stevie don't see Stevie J. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of um, the guy. Uh, he's a dope producer, too. Who was that that I ran into that I said uh, he did all Usher stuff? and uh, No T.I. walking uh, around? Mary J. Blige's and everything. Goes by like he's actually yeah. Day, so it's harder to I see him all the time. Like okay, every night, but he's a Grammy nominated, Grammy winning okay. producer. Like he's he's super dope from the nineties. Um, but yeah, Ti, you're walking, you can walk in Publix and Ti. Yeah, see Ti. Like yeah, you see a lot of big people, honestly. Okay, be, he's just chilling. I see Twenty One Savage all the time. Okay, <laughs> see it's not yeah. See like yeah. like I remember I was in New York one time. I saw I saw Black Rob and Nas. Word just. In a, a, I think it was like a some type of diner or something. What? And I almost passed out. I was like, of course. Black nice. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I wonder. You see, like New York is, Atlanta's a little more kind of like more wide open. Mm-hmm. Can kind of get to you a little mm-hmm. bit more. Would you say that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Them yeah. guys is outside. Yeah, they outside. You yeah. go to a hookah lounge and you want to yeah. see everybody in. They there. outside. Yeah. What's crazy is, uh, me and Cash from. Uh, uh, went back to a spot in um, it was a hookah lounge in Georgia, uh-huh. and we we're there, and two Detroit artists was popping out from yeah. here, and they're chilling. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's like 
you'll see them, you'll see Detroit artists there that's popping before you see the Detroit artists here popping right. in the club or something like that. Right. Like, out there, it's like, they are outside, you know what I'm saying? They're chilling. Yeah. yeah. They're amongst the people. You can go holler at them. You probably can ask them how much for a feature, and they'll tell you right there if you got the Oh, pockets. straight up? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't ask a couple of them, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the tickets be high, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I Do you think that's why high. a lot of artists have, have kind of Moved left yeah. out of the state because there's just not a, a whole ton of opportunities for them? Yeah, it's no love. Yeah. No yeah. love, unfortunately. I think I think that's broke. I think that broke down when Motown moved out. Because you got people going down there to do fashion. It, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just it's just an easier, you know, it, it, they they say it's just an easier way to do business down there. Like yeah. it's just people are willing to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to do what you do, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, in certain places, and you know what I mean. Keep just closing in your face. Yeah, you know yeah. So they say Atlanta is like, you know open door policies and stuff so that's hard to bring that same policy here like when i do come in town like i'll make posts like you know what i'm saying like yo open studio session tonight yeah. at such and such pull up yeah let's work i don't yeah. care who you are yeah what you do pull up yeah let's make some music yeah hey nobody will pull up well you know speaking of music like, Moschino, wow. i'm gonna yeah. tell you something i told Corey this we got to get you and, and and now that we met your guy mm-hmm. we got to get you to get us a theme song for this show Say no more. Wouldn't that be um, sweet yeah, to have could, a whole yeah. a, a sweet theme open, song? Yeah, to like open it up. Yeah, that would be dope, man. Yeah, I would. I would be. I would be honored if you guys yeah. would would think up so. I mean, we like everything, all kinds of music. I yeah. would love. I man, that'd be sweet. That would be Say dope. No yeah, I got you. That's easy. <laughs> That's so I'll, and, and yeah. I'll, I'll buy you some Starbucks for it. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a, yeah, give me a gift card. Give me a, <laughs> I'll get a gift card, card for that. How often do you get back? Like how how I mean is it two or three times a year or once a quarter or how you, how you how you moving on that? This is my first time coming back home in like a year. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, prior to that year, I was here almost every week. Okay. Almost, you know what I'm saying? But I had a lot of business here still. Okay. And not a, a lot of my business has trans like transported back to okay. Georgia now. Yeah. It's like I, I find myself coming home less. Okay. You know. So what what yeah. else are you doing besides the rap? I mean, I know you got into some I, other. I still stuff. got my my um, my mobile detailing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still got that. Um, we do digital arts. We do web designs. Okay. We do uh, everything. Like this is a yeah. It's an open. Like, yeah. We do it all. <laughs> oh, that's man. great. Album I mean, covers. That... I just did an album cover yesterday. I didn't even know I could do an album cover. I did that. Whoop that up. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Awesome. So yeah, I do it all. That's I, dope, man. That's dope. I come to your house and 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 and, and build the, the garage. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I'm a hustler, man. I'm a hustler. I, I need my yeah. grass mode. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. gotcha. Free tomorrow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I do it before I leave I, back home. I, I need a I need a I need a riding lawnmower. Do you know how to get one of those? <laughs> I, do. I do. Right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll give you a couple of Starbucks gift cards. Now I need a Home Depot gift card. Cor- Corey will buy you a, a, a six pack of Coors. See, yeah, there you go. I'm with that. Apple, See, Apple nice Orch- trade. Back in like the 1800s, they just traded things. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give, give you. Some, we'll yeah. give you some. We call Coors it barter a, system. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Barter. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Cute. Like, how do we? How do we? How do we hear the album? How do we listen? Where yeah. Do, where do we it's go? On every single platform. So nice. you can go on Apple. You can go on Spotify. You can go on YouTube. You yep. can go on Title. You can go on uh, Google Play. Okay. <laughs> you can anywhere you can possibly think you can look in that music. Okay. Music. It's there. Awesome. It's there. <laughs>
We got a guest waiting on the line. Let's see this. Let's see what's going on. Uh, Karina. Karina is going to be on in three, two, one. Hello, Karina. How are you? Hi. How are I'm you? Good. How are you? We're doing good. So uh, we appreciate you tuning into the show tonight. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, first of all, I just want to say you guys are like the first talk that I have encountered on Wisdom thus far that has really held my attention. Well, so I appreciate kudos, that. And congratulations to you guys Thank on you. your one-year anniversary. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you me. are so welcome. All right, so... <laughs> I, I was listening to you guys' questions, and I was contemplating everything that you were saying. Okay. But I have a question of my own before I answer your question. Sure. I want to know, what is the last really amazing book that you guys read, and what did you take away from it? Wow. You want to go with it? You want to go first? Oh, man. Oh. Was it a Dr. Seuss book for you, Cole? Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> something like that. Green probably. Eggs and Ham? Yeah. Um, wow. I haven't. Ooh. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> you know what? To be honest with you, last week, I'm like a I'm a history guy. Like I love history. So the last book I read, the producer of the show gave it to me. It's called The Kennedy Men, and um, okay. and it breaks down, you know, um, Joseph Kennedy, then, um, you know, each son, and you know, everything that went on in their life. And it talks scandal. It talks, um, you know, of course, politics, scandal, and, you know, all the women that they've dated and how everything was just kind of like pattern after the dad and the dad just kind of took over um, his sons. And, and, and it was all like structured to be, um, you know, Kennedy men. So actually I haven't finished it, but that's the one I just started. Um very interesting. And what I take away from it is that <clears throat> these guys, you know, these Kennedy men, they shape the world. They help shape the world. Uh, very, very bright, um, very bullish, very aggressive. Um, and they were very one way, and it was their way. It was their way <laughs> or the highway. So um, I'm still reading it, but it was a, it's, it's, it's been a very good read. Because I am a history person. So, yeah, the book is called The Kennedy Men, and um, it's, it's fascinating. And it goes all the way down to, you know, John Jr., um, you know, JFK's son and things like that. But, and it talks about their cousins, and it's just, it's just really, you know, about how much trouble they've gotten into and who's going to be the next successor, who's going to be the next great one. And, yeah, <clears throat> that's the one I, I haven't finished, but very good read so far. Hmm. Sounds like a good read. Yeah. I would say for me, Karina, um, I just, uh, I've just read uh, Purpose Driven Life by uh, Pastor Rick Warren. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, I love it. It's, it's really opened my eyes uh, spiritually. Um, and, you know, just in, in, it's a great book and a great read in wanting to, um, and showing you how, uh, you know, what your purpose is on this planet. So for me, that would probably be the book f that's really okay. the last one I've read, and, and um, it's really enlightened me a, a lot. So, and I've learned a lot from it, something I can, I, can, I can actually use on a daily basis. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. 
See, I, I love to read books, and so I'm always trying to find good reads mm-hmm. that are not only going to be fascinating, but are going to have me walk away with something, taking a piece of something with me as I go Thank to you. carry on into, you know, the next journey, whatever it is that I'm doing. So I'm always looking for really amazing reads. Okay. So thank you guys. Well, thank let me you. let me ask you this: Do you do you sure. read do you read off the internet or do you actually go to the? Because I go to, I actually go to the bookstore. There's a bookstore still open, uh, Barnes and Nobles. There's still one near Oakland Mall. Okay. So I go there yes. on the on the weekends and I'll grab like some history books and, and you know try to read those. But is there? Do you how do you do it? Do you you actually have the actual book? Or are you on the internet? You read the book through the internet or your phone or whatever. How does that work? I have everything. I have hard copies. I do audible books. I do internet books. It doesn't matter. Whichever way I'm going to be able to digest it, given what's happening in my life at the time, that's the way I approach it. So it just depends on the topic, the time that my life, the season my life is in, and, you know, how much time I have on my hands. But I have... Books, books, books. Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> so, Karina, now that we got the books out of the way, what, what is your dream dinner party guest list? What is it? What does it look like? And, oh and, if, and, and I know you only got like four minutes or whatever on here. If you get yes. cut off, come back in. We want to hear it. Okay. Okay. All right. Believe it or not, Uh-oh. I would like to have the the gentleman who. Both the gentleman who started Hershey and the gentleman who started Reese's. I would like to have both of them at my dinner party. I know they're dead, but we just resurrect them temporarily. Okay. Because I'd love to pick their brains. Like, I would really like to dig more into their thought processes and marketing strategies. I would just love to hear. Milton Hershey? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Milton Yeah, because I don't know if you guys have... Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys ever checked out. There is a show that comes on Discovery Channel. It's called um, The Food That Made America. It's either The Food That Made America or The Men That Made America. I like that. And it is absolutely an amazing wow. show. Okay. And so I would love to sit down with them. I'd love to sit down with them. I'd love to sit down with Kobe Bryant because I'd like <sighs> to get more into the Mamba mentality. Like, I absolutely love You heard me Kobe. say that. You heard me say that earlier, huh? <laughs> Kobe, that's yeah, my I'm guy. Huge Kobe fan. Yeah, Kobe's my I, guy. I, I have a puppy. I have a puppy, and I named him Kobe when I got him. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> okay. He's a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I definitely, I'm with you. I'd love to have Mrs. Obama come sure. and sit. I would love to have that conversation with her. I'd love to have Dolly Parton. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes, I have so many questions for her. <laughs> okay. I'd love uh, to have Whitney Houston. Okay, the voice. I'd also like to have. Yes, Winona Judd. Really? I, like these are some of the yes, these are some of the the, the people that I grew up on. I'm okay. probably dating myself a bit, but there are so many questions I'd love to ask them. I'd love to know, like them watching the world change through sure. so many decades. I would love to know their perspective on watching it all change wow. and how they feel about the way the world is now. Okay. Because I know how I feel and I know how different. The world is now and watching my own children grow up and remembering when I was their age, just how different this yeah. world is. I'd also is. like to talk to Steve Jobs, too. Interesting. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 That's a yeah. good list. Yeah. Oh, that's a great <laughs> list. Now, now, what are you what are you feeding all those folks? Because I'm just going to throw some wings um, in the air fryer and. 
Or order We're some... definitely going to have some chicken. Okay, see. But, you know, we've got to kind of stay with the Joneses. We've got to have some seafood, some fish, <laughs> maybe some mahi-mahi tuna. You know, okay. you got to have a little bit of the bourgeois. Yeah, the bourgeois, okay. Of course. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's just a little, a little tiny bit. So you know A little champagne. Talking. Yeah. But then we're going to have a little Hennessy, too. Oh. So we've got to mix it all into <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All righty then. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Very intriguing. I'm intrigued by that. So do you have do you have an, an embarrassing moment that you that you could oh, spell? Goodness, I've had so many. Okay. Really. Goodness gracious! But we'll talk about the one where um, I was going to eat strawberries, and this is when we realized that I had some weird hypersensitivity thing, and I thought that the seeds on the outside of the strawberries were actually little bugs. So I broke out in all body hives and blew up like a Michelin man. Oh, oh wow. Lord. <laughs> Just the visual. Just the visual. <laughs> well, that would be, well, at least you didn't get beaten uh, with a stick by your dad uh, at, a, at a Little League game like Co did. What, what, but. Were you okay, I'll, I'll Beaten by, I got beaten with a stick, but just not a little league game, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you ate this strawberry, were you around people? Or you were like, did they see, like, was this like people just like, oh Everybody my God, what's going on? Oh, Lord. Wow. Yes. Wow. Everyone that is, it. yeah. Humiliating. I was a teen. Oh, wow. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. It's all good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey everybody, this is the outsider Scotty William, and if you're looking for a reliable tax preparer for all your personal and business taxes, well look no further than Fulton Court Services. That's right, Des Fulton is the best around and he'll make sure you get everything coming to you. So call him today at 248 4830529. That's right, 248 248- 483-0529 or DM them on the gram at Fulton Core Services. Get back what's coming to you. Get Fulton Core Services. This podcast contains continuous use of profanity and uncomfortable pauses to compensate for the lack of professionalism and original thought. Listener discretion is advised. I'm joking. Well, this week we have a very special person in for our inspirational Wednesdays. His name is Scott Keebaugh, and he is a nursing home administrator for Wellbridge of Clarkston. And a little background on him. uh, He is a bronze award winner uh, for the American Healthcare Association uh, over 430 nursing homes in Michigan, and he was one of four nursing homes that got that award. And yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he will go and accept that award in October in Nashville. Scotty, how are you, man? Good. How are you? Good. Get, get up at the mic. We want to hear you. How about it? You doing good? Doing good. Tell us a little bit about your facility. And yourself. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm Scott. I've been a nursing home administrator for about two years now. Um, I operate a facility located in Clarkston. It's in the backyard of Pine Knob. Hold, hold on one second. That's a that's a huge award for him to get. Yes. He's only been doing this for two years. Yes. So you got to say that. Two you got to throw it in there. You got to throw right. it in there. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Yes. We're in the backyard of Pine Knob. Um, 
Go ahead. You're good. I just want I want to be able to hear you. Um, Clarkson's this location has been open for just under four years. Um, we submitted the award back at late last summer. Um, there's a lot of metrics you have to meet. Um, takes about two months to submit and to, um, do the detail analysis to meet those metrics, mm-hmm. and you got to put it out. It's like writing a college paper. Okay. Uh, it takes a long time. Uh, we submitted that, and we finally heard back, and they gave us the thumbs up. They said we bronze quality. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, did you do this? Was this a group like effort with this thing? How did? How does it? How did, did you? Did you write all the stuff or? Yeah, it's was a, it? it's a group effort. Okay. Um, so in nursing homes, there's uh, something called QA. Um, yep. It's when the facility uh, department heads get together, and in that QA process, um, we get together, we speak on, and we develop the strategies to make sure we're meeting those metrics. That gotcha, gotcha. That's yeah. awesome. So, what made you want to get into nursing care? I mean, uh, uh, has it been a passion with uh, with yeah, um, how long? How geriatrics? Long? I mean, did, huh? I mean, do you do you enjoy it? Is it yeah. is it like a lifetime kind of? Did you grow up saying, "Hey, I want to work with seniors"? I mean, how did that how did that roll for you? Yeah. What triggered it? I don't think anybody goes in growing up saying, I want to work in a nursing home. Okay. But you, as you go through your your career, you end up being called to it. So I think everybody that works in a nursing home feels called to work in a nursing home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you started out two years ago. Give us a little rundown. I know you've... You kind of started off, what, in uh, in the admissions process and worked your way up. Well, yeah, what... With, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, started in with the same company about six years ago. Started out as an admissions assistant in okay. uh, one of our Detroit facilities, okay. Oak, Oak Point. Uh, later transferred about six months later to West Oaks and kind of climbed the marketing career ladder till I was a hospital liaison and then got the ability to uh, join the operations team as an administrator. Okay. So that's three that's admissions, marketing. Yeah. And administrator. Which one do you like best? Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I know uh <laughs> the whole healthcare thing, uh, yeah. because I'm I'm very familiar with it myself. Yep. Uh it's a twenty it's a twenty four seven kind of a deal. And uh you're, you a lot of days when you're off you're you're uh, fielding uh telephone calls about people not coming in and yep. different complaints and stuff like that. What do you think is the the, the hardest part of the of your job? would you say how much time it demands mm. that's the hardest part what's a typical day time wise time to start phone usually starts ringing before i wake up about 5 30 and get to the facility about seven don't get home to about seven and keeps ringing till about 10 o'clock wow jeez yeah 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 i i, I know for me uh i actually took the class okay to be a nursing home administrator uh, passed it. Uh, still haven't decided to to take that jump to take it to get my license. Uh, reason being is I thought for me I thought yeah I I, I want to do it. I I love working with seniors yeah. and uh, I've been working with seniors for a long time. But uh, just the demands, man. I it is. to be able to twenty four seven be on call pretty much. And I, I guess the thing that kind of weirded me out was uh, knowing that you know, you pretty much put your career on the line every day. Yeah. You're responsible. Especially if you don't hire the right people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was, that kind of, you're responsible for everything. Yeah. 
So the, for you know, I I I I I commend you yeah. th- that you decided to take that uh, test and 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 you've had success in just uh, two. Is this two years you're on now as an administrator? Two years now. Two, two years. years. Well, yeah. November will and be I, two years. I already received an award. Yeah, I took the test too. No, I took the class. Okay, I take the test. I have like a a month or something out, whatever it is, but I don't want to do it now. It's too much. I've well, seen, we are I've, on the Wisdom app, and, oh. and we had somebody coming in, but it, it looks like I looked down too late. Uh, okay. I don't know who was uh, chiming in, but chime we back. if you want to chime back in, uh, feel free to do that. We are live on the Wisdom app tonight here on the Cohen Bro Opinion Show. Our guest is Scott Keebaugh, and he is a nursing home administrator for Wellbridge of Clarkston. Mm. And um, if, uh, those of you that are joining in, uh, he is a bronze award uh, winner uh, for the American Health Court Healthcare Association, uh, one of four oh, out of 430 nursing homes in Michigan, he is one of four buildings that got that award. Right, that's that's pretty good. No, that's huge. That's huge. So, <clears throat> how do you prepare? I know there's like department heads and things like that. You have a team and all that. And the big thing with nursing homes, uh, nursing homes are is the is the uh, the state survey. So how do you how do you prepare for that? Like they come every what? Once a year, right? Once a year. And they uh depending on complaints. I know it's uh, kind of changed, but yeah, go ahead. Uh so nursing homes they get a audit once a year um through the state surveying process um through LARA. Mm-hmm. Um if you're doing what you need to do and there's not many complaints going into the state on your facility, you only see it once a year. Okay. Might be two, might be three times. Okay. Okay. So are you worried like like residents will get like complaint happy over like little things? Like the food wasn't, I mean, that's not, that's huge. But, you know, like do you get repeat offenders? Do you, do you worry about those repeat offenders that? Just call to be calling, or does that and that, and do you have to go in and prove that this is why to the state they called and all that? It's, it's, it sounds like a lot of work. We do. We have a lot of repeat offenders, okay. but uh, the way to help smooth that process over is you really get to build a relationship with that resident. Gotcha. Nice, nice. So, yeah. I, I mean, would that would you say that's the, probably the biggest demand for you is is the time. Um, that, that it takes uh, because you have to be so involved with the building? Would you say that's probably the biggest uh, thing that, that, that probably puts the most stress on you? It does. Uh, as an administrator, I think most administrators can speak on this too, is you don't get a chance to, to debrief. You're always going. Okay. You're, mm. You wake up to your phone going off, you're falling asleep to your phone going off. You don't get a mm. 24-7. Wow. But as I... <laughs> I always like to spin it, you know, it sounds like a negative thing, but at the same time, for me, it's a positive because I'm, I'm making an impact, not just to my residents, but the staff that I have. Okay. Giving them an opportunity to grow their career ladder, uh, making sure my residents are well cared for. Okay. What do you think you, the biggest challenges, especially in Michigan, uh, what do you think the biggest challenges are for, for the nursing home business? And you hate to call it a business, you know, because you're taking care of people's lives, people's moms and dads. But of co- unfortunately, it is a business. You're in the human business. Yeah. What, I mean, what do, you, what, do you, what do you feel the biggest challenges are? Uh, right now in Michigan, our biggest challenge is definitely the surveying process. Um, so uh, 
We're governed by CMS, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and there's seven regions throughout the country. Um, the region that Michigan falls in um, gives citations at four times the rate of other CMS regions. So yes. uh, Michigan seeing a higher uh, citations, um, meaning there are more fines being paid out to the state, mm. um, meaning more time um, for the staff to have to do plans of corrections for the citations. Um, so I, wanna, I, I would say that's probably the more... Why do you think that is? Is it just because maybe uh, Michigan has, just has a... I mean, have you ever done any look at any statistics between Michigan and, let's say, a California or a Colorado? Do you, I mean, is it because Michigan may have homes that are more in a jeopardizing state than other states? What do you think? I wouldn't say that's the case. Um, in Michigan, uh, LARA, the licensing um, association, gives them the ability to cite on their opinion versus the facts that's so if you can have a surveyor that might cite you on something but the other survey might actually other surveyor might say no i'm not going to cite you on that Mm. so there's really no um organization to the citation process and the survey process but actually we're hoping that um, the relief that the uh republic or the state senate and the governor just signed in Mm -hmm. to um make it into law is they're going to try to uh, make it a little more organized and make okay. it fair across the board. Shout out to Gretch. So it sounds like you have a, just to go back to reiterate how difficult your position is, it sounds like you work for three people. You work for, you're working for the, fa- the residents and their family. So we'll put them as one. Yep. Your direct boss and the state, right? And the state, yeah. And throw COVID into the mix. Yeah. I'm sure so, we're all familiar with that. One. Exactly. You know, the regulations, they're adding regulations on infection control uh, to keep our residents safe. Then you have this, the guidance from the CDC that changes weekly. Yeah. So it's, it's a constant. It's a constant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. And then, <clears throat> then, then on top of that, you have staffing. to, uh, you know, staff? staffing. Yeah, how's that yeah. going? Uh, staffing. I know that's got to be a challenge, especially uh, now. Yeah. Uh, more than a challenge. I definitely, if you take that out of the equation, my job would be cakewalk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really would. I don't uh, even laugh, man, but that's crazy. Uh, it keeps me mm. on my toes. Okay. Um, we're seeing now that people are coming back to the um, healthcare industry. You know, a lot of them took a time off during COVID because mm-hmm. they didn't feel safe. Right. Um, but we're actually seeing more people coming back. Staff, okay. Staffing starting to get better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always, well, I, 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 you know, Working in healthcare myself, mm-hmm. I always found it amazing to me that um, that people would get into the that line of business of taking care of people that don't have the heart for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you you see so many workers that just are just a complete crap show. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it is. I mean, they, they you it. You, do you think that they would have found some something else to do? Yeah. But but I, but I think to me, you know, when you, you when you go down to even like you even see that even with like nurses, yeah. How many bad nurses you see? How many bad uh, certified nursing assistants? Well, I, I mean, it even goes yeah. up to doctors though. Oh yeah. And, and it's and it's a shame that yeah. I think you have to it, when you to really succeed in this business of healthcare, especially taking care of people, you have to have a heart for these you people. Do. 
in order to be successful. And I'm not talking about successful you know, in a, your own personal way, I'm talking about being successful to where, y you know, these residents are being taken care of on a daily basis, mm -hmm. uh, you know, without complaints, or if they do have a complaint, they can go to that administrator right. or go to that nurse aide or go to that nurse right. and not get ridiculed or, right. I mean, you know, it, but, it, and a lot of people, I think in, that I've seen, uh, you know, you have your inner city homes and then you have your suburban homes, but the problems are in both. I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't say inner city homes have any more extra problems than suburban homes. No. I, 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 what do you think, Scott? I've worked in both. I've worked in both. It's uh, all the same. This facility, you know, it's my first time out in the suburban area. I've mostly been inner city, mm -hmm. uh, but it's interesting to see that when you get out of the inner city, the state cites the suburban homes at a higher rate than the inner city homes. And why do you think that is? Uh, talking with other colleagues, we believe it's because uh, the inner city homes, there's more of a need for that population that's there. Because yeah. uh, mm -hmm. inner city homes um, mm -hmm. are dealing with more of a, um, yeah. what's the best way? Uh, like I know one of the inner city homes I've worked at, there was a lot, there's a larger homeless population. Home, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 um, yeah. So if, they came in and cite those nursing homes and they start shutting down. Well, where's that homeless population right. going to go? Right. Yeah. So they take it a little <clears throat> easier on them. That makes sense. You know, I think in, in I think it comes down to families as well. You know, sure. in, the, in the suburbs, yeah. families are extremely active. They're in very active. Their yeah. care. So I think that, you know, that kind of puts the state under a microscope when it comes to those facilities versus the inner city homes. You know, it wasn't uncommon. I mean, you could probably speak on this, Corey, you know, Family members rarely come in to see the residents in those inner city homes. Very rarely, very rarely. And that's a shame. Yeah, it, it really is. Very rarely. So I think it's sometimes you know that gives the uh, the nursing home a pass and it gives the state yeah. a pass yeah. hmm. on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know when you look at it, um, there is definitely a need for uh, uh, people that have a heart to 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 to. To service these, as well residents. as leadership, and, holding yeah. folks accountable. Yeah, you yes. know, holding folks accountable. You you have to have the heart to do it. It's a hard job. Nursing assistant is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. Oh, one absolutely. So you have to want to do it, because if not, things are going to get missed. Yeah, and then the patient care will, it will drop off. It will. You know, you have to want to do it like every day. Right. So when you're getting into it, like you said, you know, a lot of folks are young and they think it's just oh, it's a paycheck. I need to work. You have to want to take care of people. Right. You're in the. He's in the human business. We're in the human business. Healthcare right. is the human business. That's what it is. So it, if you're not willing to deal with that, don't and, do it. And I and, and I think it's definitely uh, a training thing too. And uh, I know in the next couple of weeks we will training. have uh, yeah. the owner of a new school that's going to be started up called CNA Leader. Um, in the next nice. few weeks, Tammy will be in. Nice. And um, she'll be uh, she'll she'll be uh, d uh, talking about her new uh, uh, CNA leader school that's uh, going to be opening up next month. Awesome! And uh, it, those of you that have never heard her, uh, we've always had her on the show talking about movies and and music and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, um, so, but she's very knowledgeable in the healthcare uh, thing. And and what I like about it is um, you're going to see. I think you're going to see a new batch of uh, Cena's that are going to be out there and uh, re ready to go. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to ask you guys this. Pick them fresh off the tree. 
Yeah. Like the Apple Rock. I, I, I want to ask you guys this. Do you think a lot of the reason you might see, mm, uh, let's say, Cena's or nurses, do you feel like maybe it's because, uh, especially in Michigan, I don't know how it is in other states, do you feel like it's not enough training to become a certified nursing assistant? What is it, a two-week course? It's a two-week course. Uh, when it comes to being a Cena, though, it's it's you really can't teach that. It's, you can teach them the fundamentals and the basics, but gotcha. I think it's going to fall on the employer to really give them, because that's a hands-on. You have to learn. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't sit in a classroom and learn how to change a brief or, you know, peri care or how to shower someone. You actually have to be hands-on. So if they're going to make the class longer, I think it should be more the practical part give them more mm-hmm. hands-on clinicals kind of like yep. nurses do instead of you know a lot of classes for seniors now they're just mannequins um might not s- partner with nursing homes or hospitals in the area and actually have and give them yeah an actual resident a resident saying, have them do that for a couple of weeks on top of the two weeks make maybe extend it up for a month wow. yeah and i'm surprised that they don't have that for certified nursing yeah. assistants you know because i mean obviously uh lpns and rns they have to do clinicals and 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 you know they're working on live people you know but you don't see that with people that are more certified nursing assistants that are pretty much day-to-day day-to-day and more hands-on with a a patient or resident than let's say a nurse because you know a resident i mean a cena might have what up to how many people they could take care of in a shift seven eight seven eight it could get up to 15 if there's a call off challenge that day yeah and that Uh, that seniors are the backbone of nursing homes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So when they, um, so at your place, Scotty, the, the CNA, does she have like her certain wing all the time or does she switch off? Do you guys rotate? Uh, does it give a chance to resident to get, it gives a chance to resident to get familiar with that certain. So she's always in that area. I try like to if she's on the A wing. She'll always Tamika be on will A-wing. always be on the A wing. Yep, try okay. to keep it that way for community care. It makes the residents feel comfortable. Gotcha. They were not seeing new yeah. faces every day instead of switching up and yeah. And even that getting yeah. on the nursing subject, you know, LPNs, um, licensed practical nurses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a step down from a registered nurse, but they've accelerated those courses now to get them out in the on, into the field faster. So now an LPN can go eight eight months. Yeah. When it used to be a year, a year, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when COVID just happened, so a lot of these LPNs are coming out of um, some of these schools like Dorsey, and all of their education was online, watching YouTube videos. And they're getting to our doorstep in nursing homes, and they've never touched a patient before. Wow. Not good. That's that's surprising to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially with all the, uh, like we were talking about, all the, the, how the state is, um, or these surveyors are kind of going into these suburban homes or whatever and citing these uh, at a harder, harsher rate than, let's say, the inner city homes. But would you consider that's because uh, maybe a lot of those mistakes were because of uh, CENAs and, and nurses that aren't trained properly? What do you think? Oh, 100%. I yeah. know a facility, you know, that was, uh, they got cited because. Uh, one of the nurses, the LPNs, you know, just got out of uh, nursing school. She, he was only two weeks into it. Um, didn't 
know the medication off the top of his head. And when uh, you're giving your medications to your patients, you're supposed to tell them what it is. And because he was so new and never worked with it, he didn't know what it was. And the surveyor was in the room watching his med pass mm-hmm. and gave him a citation on it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Because you're gambling yeah. with people's lives. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what we really, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and you better be good. Yeah. You better be good. You got to be on your game all the time. You got to be on your game all the time. There is no off day. That's why you got to get Not when you're taking care of people's, yeah, yeah. people's loved ones. People's loved Definitely. ones. Definitely. Yeah. That, that, man. So I was, I was listening to the radio the other day. This guy, I got a question for you. How important, I know, I know how important, but how important, tell the public, like, how important, <laughs> this guy who's in New York, he says he's a respiratory therapist, and he said, we don't get enough credit. The nurses get all the credit. So how important is the respiratory therapist? In the respiratory therapists are important. Um, they're a unique, um, they call them disciplines. It's a unique discipline. Uh, most nurses are trained to do what respiratory therapists can do. Okay. Um, but respiratory therapists, you know, if they're doing that, you know, their whole 12 hour shift, they're going to know probably a little bit better than a nurse does. Okay. Most nursing homes don't see um, respiratory therapists, RTs. Um, you'll see that more of a nursing uh, hospital setting. Hospital, yeah. yeah. That, well, he was in the hospital. He was like, oh, man, he was like, he said, I'm not knocking nurses. He's like, but we go in there and we with that, we're with that COVID patient all day, a whole lot more than the nurses or whatever. And he was saying like, they just get all the credit. But I just wanted to, you know, I know they, they're not always. I, I can I can agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, my uh, aunt is a respiratory therapist. Uh, she, she was working the ventilator unit in the peak of COVID. Yeah. She was running the ventilators on four or five patients at a time. Wow. And, wow. You, and you really don't hear about respiratory therapists. And yeah. Nurses. It's always, you know, yeah. nurses. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to throw it out there. You know what I think, too, with uh, especially in nursing home care, I think everybody that works in, let's say, one facility all have a job to do. And I think every every position, wouldn't you say every position is important? Absolutely. I mean, when you go down to even housekeeping. Oh, it is. To 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 food service. Oh, that's that's like us going to a hotel. Right. Oh, I agree. We want the food and, the, and it to be clean. Exactly. That's the main thing. And the, the TV to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And everything to be clean, you know, that, that's huge. Well, it amazes me, though, too, even even when you get into that field of the uh, the nursing home aspect, yeah. how many, like, maintenance people that really don't know maintenance? <laughs> right. I mean, how many times have I've we seen, seen that? that? Yeah. They know how to plunge a toilet. Yeah, they know how to plunge a toilet. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're, they're, hey, you know how to plunge a toilet? Right. The job's right. yours. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But, I mean, when it comes to, like, putting beds together yeah. or, you know... What you know, make keeping the place yeah. immaculate. Yeah. You know, keeping it clean, keeping things working. I mean, that those things are important. Well, just look at it. Look at your. You got maintenance, housekeeping, activities, social work, admissions. So, you, activities is very important. That falls under the you know the keep them going, dignity, and all that good stuff. Social work, madly important. You know, housekeeping, cleaning, and maintenance, that's important. And then you got admissions who have to, you know, we have to get the people in there. And the administrator oversees. And, and of course, the, the, the nursing and the director of nursing is, the director of nursing is everything, like the administrator, right? You know I what agree. I mean? Like that's, yeah. those two are the overseers of everything. So, yeah, 
every like you said, I'm just piggybacking on what you said. Right. Every department plays a huge part. Well, I want to tell you something. A huge part. I think the biggest problem with uh, health, uh, nursing home healthcare today, ownership. That's a <laughs> it is, but it's not because well, you, you know if you're, you know because because yeah. everything goes downhill. Yeah, if you have bad ownership that doesn't want to put money into these facilities, and 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 higher quality leadership, yeah, don't own them. Don't if, if don't, you don't, own, own, don't own. Don't own. Don't own them. I mean, because. Because are they really making that much money? I mean, you see so many of these. Uh, uh, the margins ha- are small. Yeah. It's small. Yeah. But people get into it thinking they're going to make money. Mm. They do. That's why you see a lot of these. Com- you see com- a lot of them that are just slumlords, too. Companies coming from yeah. in from out of state. Yeah. Yeah. I'm blessed. You know, my company, all of their facilities are top notch. But you see some of my competitors and it's like, I would definitely not put my grandmother right. in that facility. Ever, right? Yeah, I mean, you see, you you see it a lot, even in Michigan. Uh, a lot of these owners that are losing beds, yeah, and yeah. And, and the state's taking things yeah. away from them. My thing is, what is taking one nursing home, taking forty beds away from somebody? They need to close. They need yeah. to close those facilities I, down. Dude, I worked in one in it in an admissions role, and <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of the facility, but. The family member came in and said, she set up a tour over the phone. She came in to her. She came to my office, first of all, which was like a closet. <laughs> and um, she said, sir, I'm not, I'm not even going to waste your time to walk around with you. And she just turned around and walked back out. Wow. She didn't even hit the floor. She got to the lobby and then to my office. She's not going to waste your time. Where where would you say that? Where where did that break down from? Was it just because the aesthetics of the building, or or <laughs> just not a warm greeting as you walked in? Well, the gate, the grass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that, but but when you when you think about it, you're you know would you you even though you're in a big home and there might be a hundred beds, two hundred beds, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. keeping the grounds is down is is part of you know uh, it even goes down to laundry. Just to, yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of owners and management forget that we're not just caring for their pa- the residents, the families are clientele as well. And they're not seeing the exactly. care that's going on, on the floor. Exactly. The only thing that they see is right. the cleanliness of the facility, how gr- well the right. grounds are kept, mm-hmm. and how good the facility smells. So if you're missing that part, people are going to walk right out. No, the you door. hit it on the head. They're they, going to walk right out the door. The owner sees the resident. They see the pay. No, we're dealing with, like I mentioned before, you're dealing with the families and the patient at the same time. Sometimes I deal with the families more than I do more the you do. Yes. 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 I mean, definitely. I mean, communication is the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, customer service is probably you would probably have to put that up almost at number one. Always. Wouldn't you say? Customer Always? service that en- that'll encompass you know the resident care that's being done, nursing, Cena, housekeeping, dietary, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything encompasses that customer service. Yep. You don't have that, you're not going to have a good building. And then you have to have internal customer service yes. between the staff. Right. Yeah. Internal and external. External. What do you think? Why do you think, uh, other than COVID, I mean, we've seen that over the uh, over the past uh, last couple of years since COVID hit, obviously. What do you think the biggest deficit in finding good employees, whatever department that they may work, 
what do you think? What do you, I mean, I know you've only been in the healthcare industry for a little while. What do you think the biggest deficit is? Like, why can't you, why can't we get a certain, uh, I wouldn't say pedigree, but a certain type of individual that meets the parameters of having a successful nursing facility? What do you think? What would you, what do you guys think? Four things. It's going to be the education of the person. Like I just said a little bit ago, you guys heard me speak on, you know, LPNs are coming out in eight, eight months with never touching a patient. Uh, so that's going to affect the pedigree of the, the staff you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Pay for sure. Mm-hmm. We've all probably heard about, you know, healthcare not being paying enough. Yep. Um, that's another topic for the time, you know, or maybe later down the line, you know, mm-hmm. It's really not the, the nursing facility withholding pay from their resident from their staff. It's what we get reimbursed. That's why we can't afford to do it. And then it's going to come down to training the staff. And then you got people wanting to come into the industry. You know, a lot of these people are retiring, and we're not being able to um, replace them as they go out. I know right. I know a lot of nurses up in because my area I get a lot of people from the Grand Blank Flint area, and they were um, one of my uh, employees. So she said her friends who are retired. She's a little bit of older nurse they're getting letters in the mail to, to reinstate their nursing their rn license to come back and work because mm-hmm. wow. there's not enough nurses in the industry yeah yeah and and that's probably and do you think that's probably why uh they've cut the length of time that these um nurses have to, to study in order to get into it do you think that could be possible oh 100 yeah. they need them in the field so they figured you know shave off four months of education yeah, yeah. Two things real quick. Touch on this, Scott. Um, Scotty. The insurances. Well, let's stay with the nursing. No, you, don't get me going on those. No, no. <laughs> the, nurse, the nurses. Have you seen a lot of nurses? Like, did any of the nurses, like, fly off and just go, like, to New York and California? Of your nurse, And they just went and made tons and tons of money. And they just, they're just traveling nurses right now. Like, did that affect you at all? Like, did some of your nurses, like, leave oh, out? I, Oh, 100%. That's why we saw a lot of nurses leaving home facilities. You know, when you go to agency, um, agency staff, you know, you, they always say, you know, we left the home, we left our home. They don't have a home. They're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I know a nurse that made $100,000 last year just traveling around, mm-hmm. working as nurses, working as a nurse where she's needed to go on her contract. And that's unheard of because most nurses, you know, if you're an R, and she was an LPN, you know, LPNs usually make about 20, 30% less than an RN. So that's pretty good money. Yeah. And Very just, good money. Then their other nurse friends see them and then they get jealous. Gotcha. Then they leave. They and go they work. Leave. Yep. Interesting. Wow. Wow. And then we could always say that that, it, that stems from ownership. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, when they, when they don't want to pay. I mean, how many times though have we seen in nursing facilities where, you know, this certified nursing assistants are paid so much lower than other facilities. Yeah. You even see that with nurses. Yeah. I mean, you can even say you even see that with, with housekeeping and yeah. in, in dietary. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. So what we're saying is if you own, a, if you own facilities and your heart's not in it, just sell them. Is oh. that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's what we're saying. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's just sad. It, yeah, it is all across the board. It's just, you know, it's, like I said, we're in the people business, right? So, but yeah, it, and real quick, I I know like the insurances. 
just touch on that just really quick. Like advantages, you know, you got the Medicare Advantage, you got Medicare, you got Humana, you got HAP, you got all of these managed cares. Like from an administrator standpoint, what <clears throat> what do you want to see more come in? Like what's the is it still the good old fashioned part A that you want? That's the one you want, but that's the one you're not seeing. That's anymore. the one you're not seeing anymore. And why is that? Why is it? What you say? Because everybody's been duped, but he, he can speak on it more. Yeah, they are. They are. They're getting duped. Yeah. Um, you know, they sell these advantage plans. Um, for those who aren't at that age to understand what that means, it's um, you might have Medi Med A, which is Medicare Part A, uh, and these other companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, Humana, United Healthcare. They come and they manage your plan, but the problem is when they manage your plan, they're, they're the ones that's managing your care. No longer the doctors, no longer the nursing home, no longer the hospital. They're the ones telling the facilities, hospitals and nursing homes, mm -hmm. when you're going to discharge. And that's what we're seeing now. It's most people, they need more care than what they're getting because the, the insurance companies are saying, nope, we're not paying anymore. Right. Give them a discharge date. Yeah. Well, they need another seven days. Yeah. And they can't get it because Navi... Blue Cross Blue Shield has said, nope, we're cutting them. We're cutting them. That's terrible. Then they go back home. Then they fall in two weeks. And then they're right back. Right back in the hospital. <sighs> Man. And then yeah. it's overwhelming home cares because home cares are having trouble keeping up with probably the amount of home referrals they're getting. Right. Can you speak on that? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's Yeah. I know at Father Murray, it was... I mean, it was because what would happen was people would come in, get four days. Then the MDS, you have to turn around. You get all these authorizations. You have to turn around and try to get them more care. They just got here. You know what I mean? Right. And they're discharging in seven days. And then they. And they want to see them progressing. Yeah. How can they progress? How can they in progress in seven days? It's, it's impossible. Yeah. How, how do you think you could solve that? Is there is there an easy solution to that? Tell people stay with Medicare Part A. Stick, stick. <laughs> Where'd you get your 100 days? Stick with a traditional Medicare plan. Yeah. You, you can get supplementals because that's how they try to sell you with these advantage plans. Yeah. Oh, we can cut money off your prescription. Yeah. Get a supplemental plan. Don't get an advantage plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, how you do get it. Get a secondary insurance. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's a crazy business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because everybody's in it for the money. And like you can say that. You can yeah. say that they're not. And I hate to put it that harshly. No, but it's true. Though. But it is. Yeah. And the patient end up in, ends up getting the bad end of the stick. Because yeah. like I said, they go home and then, oh, I remember that patient. Mr. Thomas, come on back. Yeah, we love that. He was a good patient. Come on back. He went home. He got sick. Nobody took care of him. Boom. Here he is. Got to come back. What do you, I mean... Uh, I know you see a lot of uh, residents or patients that are in in those facilities for a long period of time. I know I've seen uh, individuals mm -hmm. um, in in buildings for decades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you feel like? I mean, do you feel that? I mean, you guys would know this better than me. Do you feel like there should be a better program? for once they once you release them out into their own care i mean do you think that there should be uh maybe better programs set up to help these people uh get uh, readapted living on their own if they if they haven't done that in a long time you know and i'm talking like you know 
people being able to take care of them once they leave? Or is should there be more parameters set up to say, hey, I don't think you're you should be released yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do you think that, I mean, are there programs like that to release, you know, to release them back out, you know, once they're discharged? To keep them longer, is that what you're saying? Well, not to keep them longer, but I mean, I, I mean, obviously if you're... You mean when they discharge from the facility? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think you, I mean, there's some people that obviously they need to be in the nursing facility. For a long term. For a long term yeah. period of time. Yeah. You know, whether, whether it's their mental state or whatever. Right. But these Some people that, that do come in, mm-hmm. do you you see a lot of these people that are discharged after a week, mm-hmm. two weeks? Do you see them coming back in? What's the success rate? I mean, do you feel like that maybe these these individuals, you know, you, you're seeing them come back a lot, uh, come back, you know, reoccurring, so to speak, readmitting? And, yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, we spoke about staffing challenges, you know, home care is feeling that just as much as nursing homes and hospitals. And right now, I think the going rate is 48 to 72 hours for your home care staff to get out to your facility. So once you discharge homes that you discharge on a Friday, they're not going to be to your, your home until Monday. Wow. Well, what if you needed your medication? Uh, what if you needed to go to the pharmacy to get the medication? Yep. What if you fell? So you fell three hours after you got home. Well, now you're that, that elderly person's on the floor for 48 hours till that home care nurse can get out there because they're feeling yeah. the shortage just as much as mm-hmm. we are. Well, how do you, uh, I think it's 40, I think it's 48. 48. Well, well, well I mean, what do you, solution wise, I mean, what do you guys think that, that, that we could make that better or, or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, is it, is it, or is it more regulation? Is it uh, less regulation? We need less regulation, Okay, but uh, I think we need more funding. Home care needs more funding. Nursing homes need more funding, and hospitals need more funding. And why do you why do you mm-hmm. feel why this is this was with me with with Michigan? I think uh, what I've seen is you you have a lot of population in these nursing homes that really shouldn't be in a nursing home, and I think that goes back to what the mid nineties when Engler cut all the psychiatric uh, homes. You, you don't really see that anymore, so you're kind of in, intermingling these these residents with people that they shouldn't. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we spoke of inner city yeah. homes, and that's what a lot of the inner city homes are filled with. Yeah. You know, you have the schizophrenic patients that can't care for themselves anymore, advanced dementia people that, sh- yeah. that need to be receiving daily mental health from a psychiatrist. They're not able to do it because mm. now they're having to sit at the nursing home. Yeah. The funding, I think, is the big thing because yes. you can you can section that off. This is, you know, schizophrenia. This is get facilities smaller whatever dementia you know because if you when you intermingle everything that's when all the issues those are the issues you know i i can't back in the day they were you know they it was a little different but now you just put everybody in one facility with all these different issues that's that's a problem you know but i think funding would be uh would be a, a start and I think that goes. I think that goes down to training too. Yeah. You know, yeah. not only that, but you know, you're you're hiring these these new uh, staff that they don't know how to take. They don't know right. how to deal with a schizophrenic, right. or even people that are demented. You, you don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I think it, like I said, I mean, I think it, it, it boils down to, in my opinion, it boils down to having a heart for people. It boils down to having good ownership mm-hmm. and good training programs for the staff. Correct. You know? Yeah. And then w- w- th- that, that'll translate, I think, into uh, the good care that, that you can provide your residents yeah. or your patients. Yeah. But then it's, but in the getting that program to, to get them back on mm-hmm. their own and ready to go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's just so many. Uh, there's a lot of time people yeah. say, just throw them in the nursing home. That's what you know. Yeah. But when they can't take care. It, it almost makes you wonder, though, you know, I mean, you don't think the state is, has, has sat back and said, yeah, you know, all these problems at these nursing homes. Do they ever sit back and say, well, maybe if we hadn't cut uh, psychiatric care back uh 20 some years ago and started ing- intermingling these uh re- these residents or these patients with people that may not be you never know you know you know what i'm saying you never know and they're cutting funding right now they're cutting three percent of medicaid funding three mm, percent is a a lot of money for a 100 bed facility right take three percent of their pay away when they're trying to get more staff raise the rates for their staff so they can get better quality staff right so they're giving us more regulations and cutting our pay, but yet telling us we need to do better. Tough business. And get more staff. Tough it's a, business. It's, it's a tough business. I, I, kudos to you, man. I applaud. Yeah. But you said, so let's get a little bit, let's steer away one second, because you are you are newlywed, kind of, sort of still, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ten months. Ten months. Ten months. Yeah. So that's new. So the phone calls, The con- how does that go over with the, the beautiful wife. She gets frustrated, but she's understanding. Okay. Well, I know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> you two, you guys can see. <laughs> I, I know how that is. Trust me. Sitting yeah. down, soon as soon as you pull up into a restaurant parking lot and the phone rings, <laughs> then you're, you're, you know you're going to be there at least 20 minutes in the car. Right. And, and hoping you're not, you're not going to uh, go to the restaurant yeah. when it's 20 minutes before they close or you're yeah. going to be running through a drive-thru somewhere. So I, yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. I had to ask it because we, we were, you know, yeah. we we're all at Scotty's wedding. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know. Right. <laughs> So yeah, we know his wife. I mean, that's challenging. Well. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's challenging, and you know, there it almost makes you want to. There's got to be even maybe these owners could come up with something to where it could relieve alleviate the pressure off of a lot of these nursing home administrators. You know but, what I'm saying? But then that's again that's working together. Like you know, who has the time? Yeah. For that? Who has the time? These owners are, you know, because here's my thing. If Scotty were to take, let's say, hey, he gets so many weeks vacation, Mm -hmm. a lot of times these companies don't really want you. They'll pay you. They'd rather pay you out for the vacation than for you to take the time off. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think you need, especially with a high pressure job like that, you have to have time to decompress. So it almost makes you want, you may actually think that maybe these. I mean, and that's probably another reason why they're having a hard time yeah. finding nursing home administrators yeah. Yeah. or, you know, it goes, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, yeah, even this, when, this even is when real pressure. Vacation, even when you get vacation, you're not, you're on, work, it. You're right. not on it. Yeah. I mean, I took that week and a half. We went to Chicago, uh, went and saw my in-laws up in the UP. I was yeah. on my laptop every single day for at least an hour. Yeah, that's not vacation. No. That's not. That's not fair. No. So, yeah, this is pressure, folks. This is real pressure 
impact stuff, not Kevin Durant choosing where he's going to play basketball. This is real pressure. Yeah. Working with people, you know, your supervisor, your boss, the state of Michigan, uh, family members, uh, the irate ones, the one, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the ones who come in and just, they're just taking the check and not paying, you know, for their loved one to be in the facility. This is a real serious position that Scotty, you know, has. So I applaud him, man. It's, it's, and for him to have two years in at the position and receive award already, he's doing good things. So absolutely. He's, he's, he's one of the people that we definitely need in the industry for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we like to also, uh, if you, if all of you that listen to the podcast, we always throw, uh, certain, we have top fives Mm. that we like to do. Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to put them on, I'm going to put them on the spot. So, if we let's do this, if you let's say, what would be your top five? I know you're a TV guy. What you, what would be your top five uh, TV shows of all time? Of all time, yeah. He's and it could be. This is just your opinion. And he's younger. For yeah, him, he's so younger. Don't, don't so I mean, you know, so he he might have something <laughs> different than than most of us. But let's hear it. I mean. Do you need a time to think about it? No. Okay. Uh, top five, got to go with Golden Girls. Oh, of course. Who doesn't like Golden right. Girls, right? Right. Wow. wow. Um, That's a good one. The Jeffersons. Okay. All in the Family. <laughs> got to go with Law and Order. Oh. And probably Three's Company. Really? Three's Company. <laughs> he's young, but he went old school. Well, I mean, he's, he's always been old school. He has. I mean. Yeah, he's old school. If you, if you, if you, if I were to give him top five, uh, 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 groups, he probably would go back mm. thirty back years. The, okay, yeah, I think he. Would. Wow, yeah, those are those are all great shows. Yeah, all absolutely. And, and I know. And another thing. So before you got into healthcare, um, you were into culinary stuff, correct? I did for how many years now? I did that for about six years. Yeah, yeah. So when we always like talking, uh, thing. What is your favorite things to grill? Yeah. I love to smoke food, so definitely briskets, uh, chicken. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Last night I did a Mediterranean rubbed uh, pork loin. Nice. Turned out good. And you have all that time to to <laughs> to, to rub pork uh, after working uh, thirteen was, hours. I was out there grilling at eight thirty. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's be- that's the beauty of grilling. It, you can do that, it any time. That is true. Any weather. Any and his weather. wife is super thin. As much food as he cooks, but his wife does eat a lot, and that's I'm she not, does. Shout, no, out, but it, shout out to the wife. Shout she's got a high. Uh, she eats a lot. Yeah. And she does she's, metabolism. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I've had his wings, folks. I think I had a hundred of them. Yeah. Yeah. Great They're stuff. great. Yeah. They're good. Great stuff. Ten yeah. O- Ten o'clock. I don't care what's on. I'm crawling in bed. That CPAP's going on my face, yeah. and I'm going Speaking to Speaking of that, how, how, she, how, how did that, how that do? Awful. Are you getting any better sleep? No. No. Not so far. The thing turning red again? No, it's not that. Uh, so this is night. When did I get it? Saturday? So this would be, what, night five of having it? You know, everybody said it was going to take a while to get used to. Sure. But are you sleeping more or are you tossing and turning with it on? Is, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And like, is the wife helping you out with it or is she just leaving you on your own with it? 
Is she like, does she notice it like too? Can she like, you know? No, I mean, she's just or going it's just to bed. all you. Yeah, thankfully it's, it's a very quiet machine, the one that they sent me, which is, which is good. So it doesn't disrupt her. Oh, okay. Uh, what sucks is like two nights ago, I accidentally in my sleep pulled on the tube and it threw the entire unit off the table and onto the ground. Oh, jeez. You know, the water went everywhere. Right. And, you know, it's the middle of the night. So, right. you know, I got to wake up my wife, turn the lights on to Be put it all really, back together really and get quiet. everything. Uh, you know, they give you a choice. There's a couple different ways that you can, uh, you know, a couple different masks that they can give you for this. Uh-huh. They started me off with a full face one. So it, it covers my entire nose and mouth. So you look like a fighter pilot, basically? Yeah, I look yeah. like or Jason? Darth Vader when he's in that tube. Getting, oh. oh, okay. You know, it's, right. Uh, and it's, it's it's just been a hard, it's been a hard transition. Hmm. And what's the challenge is, is my understanding, I have to, and I don't know when this starts, but at some point soon, I need to have it consistently on for four hours a night minimum. 30 days in a row for my insurance to cover it. So if I don't do that, then whatever. So do they have like a tether on it? So that says, oh, it's on his face tonight. No, it's a, it, there's an SD card. No kidding. In the machine that sends that data or collects that data. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Something that I never yeah. knew. So the first night, I mean, I've got really bad seasonal allergies. The first night I couldn't breathe. So you stick this thing on your face that's supposed to force air up your nose and if you can't breathe because of your allergies right you know and there's no way to breathe through your mouth or some alternative and so i was essentially choking myself so i made it you know, half hour hour trying it and then just said okay forget it i'm not doing it tonight next night it was a little bit better uh it's just been up and down I just want a good night's sleep. I don't yeah. care what it what it takes. Well, did you get a good night's sleep so, uh, when you had your colonoscopy the other day? Did you get, <laughs> did you get some good sleep? On well, that? it wasn't a good night's sleep, but for about thirty minutes, that's trippy. That's a trippy experience. It's a deep sleep they put you in for so, sure. So you gotta. So you want to get to bed. So if the if the Celtics and the Warriors are playing at nine, <laughs> you want to get to bed around. Eight eight thirty to get all settled up with. Yeah, what does it take you like forty minutes to put the mask on? Um, I mean, it's not quite that long, but it's you have to adjust it. You have to get it on your face. The thing tracks how much air leakage there is. So if you're not getting really? all of the air That's into not, your, okay. I mean, this is it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. It tells you how many apnea inc- incidents that you've had. Last night was a weird night. I don't know what set it off, but. It was forcing more air into, you know, into the mask than I could keep up with. And at that point, I just, I, I couldn't figure out how to lower it back down. Hmm. And so I just took it off. I gave up after two hours. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, man. Yeah. So I may have to change the mask, you know, maybe something that doesn't cover my full face. Yeah. It may just maybe be that's the start. Yeah. So, something I need to get used to over time. The thing is, I don't want to be in this situation for a long time. I'm hoping that once I can start getting a consistent night's sleep, 
And your neck gets skinnier? My neck gets, yeah. Then I can start neck, yeah. having the energy again that I haven't had since I got COVID back in early January. Right. Start working out again, lose the weight, drop you the neck big, down. Fat. The obstruction yeah. stuff's gone. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I don't have to have the, the Did you ever the have your, Did you ever have a sleep study? No, that's what I said. I'm, it's coming up. And, and, and look who's at the window. It's the program director. Oh, yeah. She's no. looking to see, did you get your sleep study? The sleep study. and But I already know, like the doc said, it's neck. Get your neck down. Right. Like, I want to wear a V-neck T-shirt without another shirt. What is your confession? If your neck is skinny, you can look fat. fat. With the V-neck I've never been a V-neck T-shirt kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah. I like the yeah. V-neck. The V-neck is styling. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The V-neck, it's, 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 you say get your neck down. You, yeah. That's it. Get your mm. weight down. Lose weight. Basically, yeah. hmm. which is easier said than done it when you true. aren't getting a good night's exactly. sleep. Exactly. Yep. Because you don't. So, ha- I don't have that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm gonna eat you. On a good, consistent basis, I'm getting up at like four o'clock, eating something healthy. Mm-hmm. Forty-five minutes of lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Go run for forty-five minutes. He's a running like fool, man. Yeah. And that's on, you know, when things are going good. Right. You can't get up in the morning. Right. It's not, hard. It's it's hard. Tammy battles that all the time. Well, you know what? I found out, well, for me, what's been working. I've been going to bed without the TV. I, I never did that. Wait a minute. But it, what? it helps now. Seriously, like, I, I, I wake up now. I'm like, whew, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Seriously. Lots of water. Just the sleep is, is better. Like You fall asleep without the TV? I fall asleep without the TV wow. now, man. I just that's, turn it that's off. That's a great improvement yeah, for turn you, it off, man. Open the window, keep the fan. I hear some noise, but no light. So I'm waking up, man, ready to go. Yep. Is it weird sleeping? Because yeah, is I, it weird sleeping with no no sound? It, at first, it was. Okay. I used to be at a, I used to be in a forty. I'm in a thirty six now, waist wise. Well, I'll tell you, I, I for and that me, was that's when you know I would get your neck size down too. It's it's hard, yeah. you know. So yeah. Well, for me, I I I, I could sleep. You know, there could be a freight train running through it, and I would have no problem sleeping. I, it's, 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 you know, I get teased about it all the time. I mean, I, it's the way it is yeah. for me. So I don't have a problem whether the TV's on or it's off. Now, it depends on what's on TV. I mean, I've had dreams of uh, uh, Victor Newman from Young and the Rest. You wanted to punish me, didn't you? But it's probably been my didn't wife you? watching TV at night. Yeah, so, I mean, those, those things kind of pop up. But it, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's now time for the segment that asks the question What'd you do? To irritate Corey so much that he has to get it off his chest Ain't nobody got time for that Do you want the truth? Truth! You can't handle the truth It's now time to get it off your chest Okay This one is a sports related Get it off my chest I, I, Interesting I, I saw this this week, and I don't have a problem with it, but I gotta get the, I gotta get this off my chest. Okay, for the simple fact. So Fred McGriff, mm, crime dog, crime dog, inducted Hall of Fame. Mm. He's a four-time All Star. I think he hit something close to. I think he's in a 300, 400 home home run club somewhere around. I like the crime dog. Lou Whitaker is a five-time All-Star. 
Yep. He's a three-time gold glove winner. He's a four-time silver slugger. 244 home runs as a second baseman. 2,369 hits. Average 276, lifetime average. Why, on God's green earth, will they not induct Lou Whitaker to the Baseball Hall of Fame? It's a travesty. Dude, his numbers are better than Joe Morgan's. Yeah. What in the world? What's the deal? Is it the Jehovah Witness stuff? Is it Lou forgot his uniform at one of the All-Star games in Minnesota? Is it Lou didn't interview? This is crazy. The only second baseman that's better to me is Roberto Alomar. And pick your poison defensively. I think Alomar had a little more range. I I loved Crime Dog. Crime Dog's fine. Because because it's not to me the else, the 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 MLB uh, Hall of Fame is a popularity contest, basically. Really? Like, I, do. I, I I can't because let's just put it this way. I think that's the reason why it took Morris as long as it did to get in because he wasn't like. He wasn't. Nobody he liked him. Nobody he was a li- jerk. Right, right. Lou wasn't a jerk. But but to, but to me though, I think that they have all these people that that are bright writers that have a vote. And what do these writers know? Nothing. No, I'm, I'm, I think honestly, if you want to make it a Hall of Fame, I think there should be certain stats and statistics if that's the case if that's what the hall of fame is the best players you should if you're a second baseman there should be a criteria of what you need to be stat wise yeah stat wise a shortstop i but then again i don't know then when you think if you're about good it, you're good if you're great right. you're great but but that's what i'm saying i mean lou and tram should have been in at the same time jack morris should have been in the hall of fame you're, 20 years ago you you are you telling me but I, defensively, but Lou Whitaker's not better than Ryan Sandberg? But, is, is, that, what, is that what you're telling I, me? I agree with you. But here's my thing. Look at, look at when you look back. This is great. Barry Bonds isn't in the hall. You know why? Because people didn't like Barry Bonds. He was a jerk. And, and he was a jerk. And you could say the steroids or whatever else you want. That, but I'm going to tell you something. You still have to hit the baseball, you and you still have to hit it 400 and some have, feet in order to get it. So I don't want to hear, oh, these steroids make you superhuman. I don't I, believe I just, that. I, Lou, shout out to Lou, man. Like, there's nobody smoother. Nothing. There's nobody. And I and I met him. I yeah. got his autograph. That's dope. And, and I, I told him, I said, I hope you... I can't wait to make the hall. He you, goes, I hope you so. got it, Lou. My thing is, Again. what part? Wait, because you know, he, obviously, he can't make the hall. He has to be voted in by his set of peers. My thing is, why isn't his set of peers put him in? What do you mean? So, baseball writers are the ones that put in. Well, they put in. They 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 select it. No, no, no. I, if I'm not mistaken, the no, the peers like so. Peers, I don't know if it's the guys that. 
are already in the hall that no, that no. played at the time of it. It's not I, it, no the writers like, like no the writers no the writers put in whoever's make, eligible now. Really? Once you're once you're off the eligibility charts, once you fall oh, off, if you're off the eligibility, right? Then then, the then peers, you have to be put in by peers? your peers. If oh, I'm I not mistaken, I didn't know that. So so why Look doesn't why doesn't why doesn't I the, thought it was peers? always the kids, the people like Tim Kirchin and Costas and whoever the writers were like. It, I thought they made the decision, even not no matter. I, not that if I know. Okay. Not that, I think once your eligibility is done, then it, you're you're voted in by a group of your peers. I think he still has another. No, because because Tram- that, that Tramble and 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 Morris were uh, they had to get voted in by their peers. They all retired around the same time. Lou, all, all, Lou, Lou Alan Trammell and Jack Lou. Morris got in, voted in by their peers, not by the baseball writers. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know you had to be... You, you have to have, like, what, 85% or something like that? Something By the writers. stupid. Right. But so the peers are the ones that that, that, are, that should vote him in. He should be in, without a doubt. When you Stat-wise, he should be in. Here's my thing. Major League Baseball... Yeah, that's my good During the home run thing of the 90s, they... All they talked up was Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, blah, 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 blah. You talked it up. You made money off that. But now all of a sudden, oh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, right. you're just a complete right. ass. And I don't, I don't want to, and, well, and Lou, we're going to And, and Lou, had, Lou, Lou had nothing to do with that. Pete Rose should yeah, be in. Yeah. Can somebody take, can somebody take him off the black ball list? Yeah. I mean, you have sports betting on every, uh, Billboard in sports, whether it's football, baseball, soccer, hockey, bet MGM, bet yeah. this, whatever. And it you wasn't need it to. wasn't proven that he no. bet on his team. So. No. He, yeah, he's I, the best baseball player that probably hit wise. I mean, there's no you nobody's gonna hit for four thousand hits. Well the closest the closest that were that was on pace was Jeter and he he no longer plays. So there you go. Well there you go. So yeah, shout out to Lou. Like, like I said, the best, the only better second baseman was Alomar to me. And you can look those numbers up. But Lou is right there, defensive. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy, folks. And whoever, I, I, I just don't get that. And like I said, I'm no, no knock on the crime dog. Crime dog deserves to be in as well. We we gonna have we'll but have to do just look at the numbers. We're gonna have to do. I would love to do a show. Where we look up people with awesome stats who didn't get in that didn't get in. Ah, I think we should look. I think we should look into that. That's I really do. Yeah, because because even you know I think do you have because like I don't even know. I I would like to know what the qualification. There's got to be some qualifications where you have to have played so many years, right? Yeah. I I did Jeff Jeff did BGO get in? If he has, I don't a, know. And if he has, in over and, Lou, and, 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 yeah, stop. Well, my thing, and was I like BG. the fact that Ozzy Smith made it in, voted in, yeah. and Trammell didn't get voted in by the writers is is a joke. Yeah, Trammell's better than Ozzy, and without a doubt. Smith was a flashy, good, great defense, great player. defensive player. He was. I wouldn't want him at the plate. Ozzie on the Smith. game on the line, I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Alan Trail over him Ozzie every Smith. time. Ozzy Smith was the black Viscale. 
That's what he was. Mm-hmm. Glove, glove, glove would have scaled better defensively, but both Wizards with a glove. Both not the greatest hitters, but that's what that was. Yeah, trammel all day over that. But yeah, I shout out to Lou, man. <laughs> Love Lou. I came up watching Lou, admiring Lou, wanted to wear number one. It, it, come on, man. The, uh, uh, man, World Series winner, 1984. Set the tone in that series against San Diego. Him and Trammell was just stupid. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I just don't get it. Best second baseman uh, fielding percentage. I mean, just come on, man. Come on. Any uh, Holly Berry news? Yeah, I got. I'm going to watch Gothica tonight. Usually, like, I try to do a scary movie every weekend, and I'm going to do Gothica tonight. I try to do a scary movie every weekend. Gothica is going to be this one. Shout out to Hallie. I'm now following her on. I think maybe on Instagram, maybe I'll start putting her, uh, when we talk about her, I'll... Well, I'm going to try to get her on the show. I'll tag her. Yeah, try to get her on the show. Well, hey, I would love to have her. Aren't the actors on strike right now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they're... They don't know what to do with themselves. She sends a new post out every week. I'm following Hallie. Shout to Hallie. I'm going to watch Gothica tonight. And, uh, yeah, see how that works out. Hmm. Great film. I've already seen it twice, but I'm going to watch it again. Right. Well, we want to thank you for listening in today. And, of course, as you know, as we stated a couple times here in the podcast, we will be on the Sports for America Network coming up here in just a week away. You'll be able to hear us. We'll have more. Just check us out on Cobro Cobro Opinion Show on Instagram.com. You can also catch us on Facebook at Cobro Opinion Show. If you'd like... To reach out to us, you can reach out to us at Cobro Podcast yep. at gmail.com if you, there's some topics you would like to tackle. And uh, of course, be looking out on those social media sites, Twitter too. The Wolverine Den, man. Yes. August 27th, right? Yes. With first show with Tone Blank. With Tony Blank and you. Get your wings ready. Get your beer ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get your. We are looking forward to that for get sure. Get your Kool Aid ready. Whatever. You and want. we're also <laughs> going to be the doc and I will be on this oh, yeah. Wednesday. Oh yeah! Shout out to for doc. the Roaring Twenties Detroit Lion Podcast. And uh, of course, we'll we'll have Corey on every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, to give us, just to come to in and give debate. Us the, yeah. The what he thinks of how the Detroit Lions <laughs> are doing. I, he'll he'll really love that. Shout out to kneecaps too. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to kneecaps. But that's where we'll go with it. Uh, this That'll wrap us up for this week. And, of course, as you know, we will once again, I'm saying it again, we will be on the Sports for America network at sportsforamerica.com coming up in just a week. We're a week away. And uh, we're looking forward to that and all the good excitement uh, to be able to interact with everybody. And, of course, we will be doing some live shows coming up in the next month or so, maybe. For sure. Even sooner. For sure. Uh, be able to, you'll be able to check us out and have a good time. Yep. And we're looking forward to it.
can follow the Cohen Pro Opinion Show on all major podcasting platforms. If you'd like to contact the show, feel free to email us at cobropodcast at gmail.com or DM us at Cobro Opinion Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. This concludes our broadcast day.